It was always you, Helen. It was always you. This week, we do Candyman. Have you ever heard of Candyman? If you look in the mirror, and you say his name five times. In cities everywhere. Candyman? They whisper his name. Read. Candyman. It's just a story. Candyman. Candyman. Just a ghost story. Candyman. An entire community starts attributing the daily horrors of their lives to a mythical figure. The legend first appeared in 1890. He was attacked, mutilated, and burned to death. Poor Candyman. Helen, a woman died in there. Leave it. Everyone knows he isn't real. That's modern oral folklore. Everyone. Except Helen Lyle. Where did that? It ain't safe around here. I don't scare too easy. Wanna know about Ruthie Jean? They ain't never gonna catch him. Who? Candyman. Who is that? I came for you. Do I know you? She is about to discover. Helen, get out! Get out! What's behind the mystery? You sick. What's behind the legend? Listen, he's under the bed. And most terrifying of all, come with me. What's behind the mirror? He's here. Candyman, you don't have to believe. Just beware. Welcome back to another episode of We Watch This, a cinema podcast. My name is Cole Jackson, and... uh, we got the crew, we got the BYK radio crew in, the podcast network family in for this one. This is this is a this is this is a big deal. This week of as always, I always have the co-host Rain Coleman. You're no what's up, man? <laughs> what's good? What's good, fam? This is Rain Coleman, man. Happy being this motherfucker again. And we got the homie. Another part of the BYK Radio Podcast Network family. We got Sid Davis from the Social Introvert Podcast. Here, what's going on, man? It's your boy, Sid. Man. So, I wanted to do a scary, a black horror film. As you guys know, this season on We Watch This, we're doing the 90s. And there is only one quintessential horror movie from the 90s that we can only talk about that only makes a big deal and that's Candyman Candyman released October the 16th 1992 and um, how do you guys feel about this being the only real I guess you can say real scary movie that, that we have Sid how do you feel about this being like the only real black horror film 
you know, as good as this is, it watching this again recently let me know that we need a hell of a lot more. Mm. To be honest, that that's basically what I left with because I'm like, man, this. Every once in a while, I watch this movie, but when I when I do watch it, I walk away. I'm like, damn, that was good. And like, we need more of these. Mm. Mm. That that's pretty much it. <laughs> Rain had to overcome some fear to do this episode yeah, this week. Yeah, y'all. Oh, man. So, man, bruh. When I was a kid, fam, when this shit came out, my two older cousins fucking terrorized the fuck out of me. I stayed at their house there, trapped me in the bathroom, playing with the lights, Bloody Mary, Candy Man. Man, they were scared the fuck out of me. So I actually have not revisited this movie since I was like, I don't know, 10, maybe. Mm. So, yeah, man, I uh, documented my struggles on, on the timeline. I had to pull it up now. Oh, God. I wish this I, I should have. I should have held on to that tw- that that thread because you was just like, "Whoa, shit!" Yeah, I got it, nigga. I, yeah, it was this. This. Rain. I need to go look at it. I did see a glimpse of the thread, but I I couldn't find it. I'm like, "What the hell?" But I don't I'm know go why I should I put this shit up. Yeah. So when doing so when doing horror and when it comes to black horror, there's not a lot of names that come out here. I'm gonna list some. I'm gonna. This is this is from the top. It was a top ten list that was done on Rotten Tomatoes. Actually, I think it was the top twelve list. I kind of picked some movies out of there because some of the movies didn't didn't make sense. But these these are the the movies comparable to, um, Candyman. Uh, mm-hmm. t- by way of Rotten Tomatoes. So Blackula from 1972, Get Out from 2017. There's a little known movie that I probably I'm probably the only nigga who ever seen this movie. It's a movie called Death by Temptation. It came out in 1990. Kadeem Hardison was starring in this movie. It's a really good scary movie. Um black horror film. Um Us in 2019. And then I got a surprise for y'all. This was on the list and it was high on the list and I want you guys to tell me and I'm going to start with Rain. I want you guys to tell me if this is a black horror movie or not. Eve's Bayou. 1996. No, it's not horror. Not for me. I don't see this horror. And and actually, I'm pissed off that you that they would put that on the list. That was on multiple lists, by the way. East Bayou was on. Mo- I I checked more than one list on black horror films because I was just trying to see what what was this comparable to as far as like black horror movies, um, just to see where the range was. East yeah. Bayou showed up on damn near every black horror film list that I looked up. How do you guys feel about that first? Like, is Eve Bayou a a horror movie, Sid? No. 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 That is suspense, thriller. That ain't no horror movie. Like, there's a whole lot of drama, some suspense going on based on the concept of the film. And I've only watched that movie, like, twice. Like, Mm. I can remember how many times I've seen that movie. Twice. Right. right. It ain't no horror-themed movie. Mm. Yeah, not at all. No. Um, and what pissed me off is that how was this horror? And I could be wrong, but I'm probably not. When white people see shit like that that they don't understand or that's black and they have nowhere to put it, then you just put it at whatever. Like, I could see how a white person would put that as horror. This is not horror. And especially when it's dealing with black spiritualism, with voodoo and witchcraft right. and shit. Like, how does that equate to horror? If anything, shit, the skeleton key might as well be up on that list then, too. Mm-hmm. That's not horror to me. I think, like C said, it's more thriller. It's more suspense. A lot of drama. It's a more quiet movie than anything, mm-hmm. I feel. Um, 
And I would say Get Out is more of a scary horror movie than Ease Bayou. I don't. I think they take that element of um, black spiritualism and for that's the shorthand because I don't know the specific term, but that black spiritualism and then because you as a white person don't know how to um, deal with that because it's not your your default culture, mm-hmm. now you could just stick it in to this slot. Because I wonder how many of those lists were curated by black people that... I don't think any of them were. Because Eve's Bayou is not... That's more of a family drama than anything. Like, I don't... The only thing that even gets close to to the spiritual side i think it's the psychic woman that's in there i don't know if you remember mm-hmm. the, the lady that's the, she's the but, she's like a psychic and that's it to me one. it's it's the aunt and then the, the woman from uh from the market yeah like, even, but even their elements were so i won't say subjective like it wasn't a lot of special effects you know what i'm saying like even mm-hmm. their magic shit depended on the acting and the drama in the movie this shit Candyman had like special effects fucking mm-hmm. props and shit like that's not what mm. so that that actually offends me that that's on a um horror list a black horror why why do you guys think we don't have so we get horror movies mm-hmm. but if they're like we don't have horror movies without like comedy like tales from the hood is one of those pe- movies where people look at it as a, as a as a horror movie but it's so much comedy in there, like, and I don't know if it's because it's supposed to have comedy or not, but like people, we don't, we don't get, um, Nightmare on Elm Streets and we don't get, um, Friday the 13th or we don't get those types of movies. Like Candyman is pretty much the closest thing to those types of movies that we have. And the two sequels to this is actually pretty laughable. So, Sid, why do you think we don't get enough black horror movies? Like, like, is it are we not believable or what? That's exactly why Hollywood and they still, no matter what, how progressive they think they're getting, it's still looked at in that way. Is they don't think it's marketable. Mm. They don't think a group of black teens can go in the woods—not woods, but you know, a camping site—and be even. I don't really care to see it but be picked off by your one big boogeyman dude mm-hmm. you know they don't think that's marketable and they don't think it'll sell well mm. and that's that's now them thinking that they're progressive as they are what about you ray why don't we get enough respect in the horror movie um genre uh, horror is no different from any other genre or industry when have we gotten respect at all um i think mm-hmm. when it comes to this we're looking at a movie that was made in the 90s. Like, I, you haven't gone over the budget yet, but, like, I am I would venture to say that this was an anomaly. Like, it did well. And, like, that's that. With blacks and marginalized people, you pretty much, you get one or two shots, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you can get some... Michael Myers is, what, releasing his 15th movie? Yeah. Not to say that the movie is, that the franchise is terrible, but, like, come on, man. <sighs> We're we're decades into Jamie Lee Curtis is an old woman now. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. so I think that with black stuff, much like what C said, you're not taking it seriously. It's always that entertainment comedy angle. And I'm not even gonna say, oh, we're guilty of it too as black people, because shit, we are being affected by the systems in place. So if we make a scary movie, like 
the Wayans scary movie, then I'm fine with that. But like when it comes to drama and horror, there are people in the indie sphere that are making these types of films. The fact is, you're not getting the exposure, notoriety, same um, deals as our white counterparts. So you could have a, and I don't, I don't know who this person is. I'm sure they exist, but just for conversation's sake, there's no horror Issa Rae out there who did it from the ground up and now is getting these deals. I'm sure there's a horror Issa Rae out there doing something hmm. and maybe just haven't gotten that exposure, but when have we ever got a fair shake? You know, CW turned to WB. Mm. Every single turned to Friends. Like, there's not... You know what I'm saying? You yeah. gotta be some biracial-ass nigga with a white wife who puts out a masterpiece for us to, you know, fucking have a shot. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, Get Out was great, but... You know, look at who that's coming from. Nothing against him, but like that you bring up Get Out. Get Out is as now in twenty. Wait, when did that come out? Twenty. Get Out came out 17. in twenty seventeen. Seventeen. Mm-hmm. Right now, that movie is up there on the tier list. It was in some of the list that I I, I researched. It's number one. And you know yeah. how I I'll, I'll trash a horror movie left and right, and I'm like, nah, typical shit, trash, whack. Get Out is up there, like high on the list. Okay, since we're in this conversation, that that which is really good, is it because of the social commentary that is in the movie, or is it because it's legitimately scary? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, look, there's scenes. They are there are scenes. Excuse me, mm-hmm. in Get Out that made me cringe. Like, um, our main character goes. He goes upstairs. He said, hey, guys, I'll be right back. And he goes upstairs, and you've seen everybody that was downstairs in unison turn up and look all at once. Bro. Mm. Man. That shit. I'm like, yo, what, <laughs> what's about to happen? Or following that scene, he goes upstairs to check on his phone, and the charger cord is off of his phone. Mm-hmm. And you see the maid come in, and she's just walking up to him real slow. And the camera is on her feet the entire time while the floor creaks. Mm-hmm. And it keeps panning from her feet to her face mm-hmm. back to the main character. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. yeah. Those, those are a few times that I kind of like trembled a little bit because I didn't know what was going to happen to mm-hmm. him. I'm going to be yeah. real with you. The black man running and turning real fast. Oh, yeah. Still scared uh, the shit out of me. Yeah, that, that was scared the fuck out of people. But no, no, I, I think it's a little bit of both. And honestly, when it comes to black people, marginalized people as well, but specifically black people, I don't think at this time you can separate our black experience, which in itself is political, um, is a social, I don't know, statement. Um, I don't think you can separate that from our uh, movies because you could take this well not, let's not say that let's say you could take vampire in brooklyn give the exact same story beats to a white person and come out with an entirely different movie so just like we get out you could give it to steven spielberg and i'm sure he would create a good movie but i mean bare bones not like music choice and stuff like give him get out and you're still going to get a good film but i just think the black creator it's something that is constantly aped and stolen from. So when somebody black is able to um, create something and being a position where it's consumed by all, like all black Twitter, all Twitter, all America, it it comes with so much baggage just by nature of existing. Um, 
to wrap it back up, I think Get Out is both. I don't think you can separate and just be like, oh, it's just a good movie. No, look at all this fucking social commentary. Just by the tracks that were chosen, the hip-hop tracks that were s- slowed down to be the soundtrack of the goddamn movie. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, ain't no white man making no Get Out. Yeah. Yeah. With this with this man, the, the creator of Get Out, right? Um, Jordan Peele. He gave... Yeah, Jordan Peele gave us... Us. And the subpar standout, to me. I, now I will say subpar, yeah. But the the big standout was that trailer and how they took. I got hey. five on it from the loonies, hey. and then flip. To Rain's point, you're not getting a white dude to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and might I add, us? I don't care how bad it is. We are allowed to have terrible movies. Mm-hmm. White folks ain't coming out here uh, at a ten every single film that come out. Every single, right. so I'm fine. I don't care. I still like us. I I love that movie, but I see issues with it. But we should be allowed to have a get out, have a us, and still be able to um, get these deals where we can still create these goddamn movies. Empire is not a terrific show, but I love it. But it still <laughs> deserves to exist. You know, Power. I ain't big enough Fifty Cent, but I think Power is a substantially better show. Um, cinematography and everything, but yeah. at the same time, we should be able to have things, quote unquote, flops. Like we should have Tyler Perry just as much as we should have some um, uh, Spike Lee, just as much as we should have some Issa Rae. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine with us being not so great. We we should have those. Mm, dope, dope. So moving on with that, man. Setting this movie in Cabrini Green projects. Was that a social commentary type move, or was that just some cool shit to do? Because it this is a this is a horror movie set in Chicago in '90s Chicago, so be it. But it was still just as rough in night in the '90s. Um, did y'all look at that as something that was a social commentary type thing, or did you just see say, "Nah, they just picked Chicago and just went with it"? I I believe there's some social commentary to it, especially the backstory of Candyman. Mm-hmm. And how everything came to be, what, starting in 1890? Mm-hmm. Hey, yep. Mm-hmm. That right there, uh, taking his, you know, chasing him down at Cabrini Green and doing what they did to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, I, there's social commentary written all over it. Yeah, um, hard to agree. And I actually, after watching this film, now, y'all remember at the top of the show, I said I was fucking scared of shit of this movie, <laughs> but this is one of my favorite movies now mainly because of when you think of Salem Witch Trials, that white folks mm. got that shit on lock. Mm. You think of Candyman, that's, I think, uh, the closest that we have in in um, cinema. I mean, I'm sure there's other examples, but if we're going to equate it to something else, mm-hmm. the Salem Witch Trials, a historical thing that happened, is so big and so many different... Like, it's essentially its own either uh, genre or subgenre of... In, or trope or whatever you can add. It was in WandaVision. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, so this story of Candyman, I think, is it's such a I think love letter to black tales, black oral tradition. Mm. And so in the same way that the Salem Witch Trials are revered as this big, you know, cultural, historical thing, I feel like Candyman even if it didn't date back to what you say, see, like 18 something when he was originally uh, hunted down eight, and chopped. 
1890. Yeah. Even if it didn't go back that far, the very, like, I'm in love with so many aspects of this film, and that historical um, oral tradition is really what sold me on everything. Yeah. It, yeah, so, so um, to answer your question, yes, I think that being black, there's no way to separate blackness and social commentary, even if you talk to a Stacey Dash who is black with MAGA trappings, you still, even if she produced this movie mm-hmm. or created this movie, even if we didn't agree with what was going on, it still would come from a place of her black experience, which in and of itself, especially in America, is... It, <sighs> Yeah, so I think it's both. You can't separate. You can't just say, oh, it's just good social commentary and historical context all up into this motherfucker. So, the graffiti on the walls, nigga. <laughs> like, with, so with that being said, <laughs> let me throw something else at you guys that, that, that's yeah. a bit of a um, what some people have looked at the movie as. Is Helen getting her white privilege stripped away in this movie? No. Because like some people, away? so some theories, some people who I read a few things, some of the theories about Candyman is about Helen and her white privilege being taken. I mean, these are some deep dive ass niggas that do some of this stuff, but. Is it Hotepian or is it? I don't know because I don't know who really wrote it, but there are some theories that are looking at Helen getting her white privilege taken, stripped, being stripped away in this movie. And so I was just like, did you guys see that? Because of, and let me give you some examples of what what um what was said. So, um, after she, I guess, you know, when when Candyman is actually introduced in the movie, um, you see Helen continuously gets set up for crimes she didn't commit. Um, she was arrest she was arrested. She didn't um yeah she was arrested for things she did not do. She was treated bad by the police. She had her marriage started to fail because of her treatment at her, her the way she was being treated um and it was a couple more things i didn't write down i should have but those are some of the key points that people were making about her privilege her white privilege being stripped away her going into the into the hood and and learning these different things and and her white privilege is, is stripped away and now she she at the end of the movie she's ultimately humbled and then her saving the child is her um her penance for being white Mm-mm. Not at all. Yeah, didn't see that. Not at all. She she acknowledges her privilege from the jump. Matter of fact, before I get into that, her marriage, for all we know, could have been failing from the jump because she was going to sleep. It was late, and she was wondering where uh, Trevor was. And Trevor just <laughs> it, this jump scare comes out of nowhere, and it's Trevor. Then there's the other part where she she even acknowledges the fact that how is it that two people get slain in these projects and they don't do anything. But, mm-hmm. you know, when I go in there, they, you know, after I get attacked, they lock the place down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, y'all must have not really. I, I don't know. But <laughs> I'm like, she acknowledged it. So all of that can just go out the window. Okay. Yeah. I don't, and she'll never not have white privilege. Like, that's not something you just strip away. It's not like because she went through all that shit. Like, have you seen Lifetime? That network is full of fucking movies with white women going through hell. Husband <laughs> cheating on you, kidnapping your kid. Like, come on. No, I think it was. So I think people were trying to make the point of her getting caught. So in this movie, 
she's getting blamed for a lot of things she did not do. And the police okay. are just like, hey, sit down, uh, woman, and shut up. And you know, we know you did it. You did it. And she was just like, no, like, it's not. This is what I'm taking from what I read. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you guys. I don't think that she, this is a movie about her white privilege getting taken away from her. But you know, there are people who theorize about movies like this. Um, when you see the white character, cause she is the only real, real. main white character in this story okay. that she is getting set up throughout the whole movie. She's not, she's, she's not untouchable. She ultimately but gets. Here's, here's the thing though. Like, that could have been established with, you know, okay, Bernadette, her friend Bernadette, uh, trying to come in, hey, hey, Helen, <laughs> blah, 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 this, that, and the third. She's like, Bernadette, go. She come in, and she just, she got gutted. He just went and killed her ass without question. Mm-hmm. He gave Helen an offer. Mm-hmm. If, it, if her white privilege was really getting taken away, that would have been established early on and he would have took her ass out. We mm-hmm. would have had another main character in the second half of the movie. Mm-hmm. Kind of like um kind of like Psycho or something like that, where mm-hmm. it changes up halfway. He he was like, Hey, you come with me, you'll be immortal, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. I'm like, no, nah, man. That I don't know what type of theory they came up with. Yeah, I don't think white privilege does not White privilege is not getting away with everything you do. You know, it's not not being blamed. It's mm-hmm. systems that are in place that favors you. There's a ton of white people in jail. There's a ton of white people drugged out. There's a ton of white people who are poor. That doesn't excuse you from white privilege. There's exceptions to every rule. Right. So no, I feel like if that's, I mean, I guess I can see where they're trying to come from, but this, no. And then in the end, once we saw everything, you know what I'm saying, home, like the picture on the wall and everything, this is it really negates the oh she got rid of white privilege or whatever because she was all like she is either the descendant of or she is the bitch that he was after in eighteen ninety whatever so right. it's not like that the, that doesn't even factor people. in right and she's the very like she's the, she's the prize she's the protagonist goddamn it yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so no I don't I, <sighs> that's a theory that I. I kind of walked away with after watching mm-hmm. it a few times. I'm like, what if she's like the woman from yeah, I thought she was. that he was uh, like a descendant or mm-hmm. something from back from eight the 1800s, and it just wasn't really established. Mm-hmm. They kind of cut it out. If you guys haven't seen this, this I have uh, I've seen this the the sequels, and it's established that she's a descendant. Yeah, that farewell makes to the flesh. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I, I but. I brought that to the show because it's it's a bit relevant. Some people look at that though that type of stuff that happened in the movie that way. So I just wanted to see mm. what you guys thought about that. Which see, is I cool. I only watched Farewell to the Flesh one time. That's all right. Those sequels are horrible. They they really okay. didn't didn't give a damn about this. <laughs> um Can we talk about Jake being a snitch? Is Jake a snitch in this movie? He's a child. What's snitch? You can him? still be a snitch, nigga. No. Fam, who See, was his? You know what? Look, okay. listen, because he was like, I ain't saying nothing when him and Helen had that first interaction. But then she was like, nothing. she pulled. Work. But she, but then she was like, what are you scared? And he was just like, I. She manipulated that child. Jacob snitch. How is he? A, that nigga ain't got no family. <laughs> he don't have no parents. So he, he was so. 
Oh yeah, shit. Man, now I feel he's bad. He's a homeless kid. You know, Kick the nigga way down. God she, damn. She ain't never give him no money. She ain't pay him. Well, why would she do that? Shit, that's white privilege. Let me ask y'all a question. Be honest. Do we really need Jake in this movie? Um. Oh, go ahead. No, nah, not really. I don't like him. I'm sorry. I don't like the why character. Not? I, I did not mind him. I didn't mind him. That little motherfucker got like on my Jake, Jake yeah. got on my fucking nerves. He gonna oh, get man. me. Why did Jake he gonna get, on get your me? The whole thing about Candyman's gonna get me, and then we get the fake Candyman that walk up behind him, and then that whole that was, look behind him. I said, "That was him, nigga." Fuck, like, get the he, fuck he out of here. I feel like we needed Jake. He I hated that little Negro. motherfucker. I he could not stand him. Negro, yes, couldn't but, stand him. Listen, he didn't deny him. The reason why he came after her is because she kept denying, like, "Yo, he Damn. ain't real." And saying? then Jake was like. Candyman ain't real. Mm-hmm. He's like, <laughs> and then we get this whole big scene at the end was he's here, and then Jake holding the the, 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 to, the torch okay, and all that yeah. shit. I'm sorry, Jake annoyed the fuck out of me in this movie. Wow. I could not stand him. I couldn't. Fuck I was like, could y'all y'all could have got like a homeless bum or something like that. Like, no, I didn't want the, the innocence of a child. No, man. get the fuck out of here with that. Jake was no, annoying. Get the fuck out of here with that. With his, we needed I think Jake. It was, with his terrible I hat. Jake, Jake was there to establish <laughs> that people, you know, you weren't just seeing things. Mm-hmm. That Candyman is real. I think that's why he was there. I but, didn't mind it, but that whole he's here or burn him. Like, cheesy. I, I think I yeah. think I think that any was it Anne Marie? Vanessa L, Vanessa yeah. Williams Anne Marie. I think her character could have just did that the whole. No, she couldn't. She couldn't because you can't manipulate. She's a grown woman. She served her purpose with her baby, with that freak out. Like the whole, like she said, everybody believed in this nigga, but Helen. We needed the innocence of a child. You can't talk to a damn teenager like, oh, he ain't real. I'm like, bitch, who the fuck? Why the fuck you talking to me? But the kid is more susceptible to lies and fairy tales. So if she can, I think that's where he got pissed off the most. Like, yeah, you saying I'm not real, you know, I'm a rumor, whatever. But when you have the very people, children who are supposed to fear me, questioning my existence, now there's a problem. So I think he was very integral to this movie. You can't replace him with anybody else. Like, you can't switch him out for a teenager. You can't switch him out for a grown person. He could be a, a bum. He could be a, a bum that nobody. Nobody would believe a bum if he's a if he's a if that's he's a crackhead or a bum. That's they would oh, that's old crazy like, Joe. <laughs> it was kind of like, kind of like um, the Friday the Thirteenth movies, man. Every time they went to the camp, they would bump into like some type of iteration of a hobo, right? Mm. They'd be like, "Stay away," right? Stuff like that. And, that ain't nobody but old crackhead Tim. I don't think <laughs> we could have had a crackhead Tim on this. It, cr- but why would that matter? Why would she be talking to a crackhead? He could be. Why would she spend that? Crackheads can be easily that? manipulated too, Rain. That's the thing. No, I don't think that's the case. I don't think. Th- no, I'm not saying that that's not true. That they. Can't How many crackheads have you been around? The audience. No, if you are in the audience, do you and not you being black ass Cole Jackson, the audience of America, do you think they're going to sympathize with a kid or with a crackhead? That's the innocence factor that got these motherfuckers in these seats. Like, oh, I hope he's okay. Like, who are the, in this whole movie? These are grown-ass people. There's not one person who you feel sorry for. Like, oh, my God, I hope shit done. He's the only one who's young, 
who does not have control and who is innocent. Mm. So I felt for Bernie Depp. But even falling for her, she's still grown as fuck. But she decided to. But Bernie's character was so ignorant. She was just like, well, I'd have passed by there all the time, but I don't. I won't go in there. And then she was just like, we can't go in there. We can't go in there, Helen, because they'll think we're the police. Let's just ride past here. It's like, yeah. damn, girl, you got dreads in here, don't you? you? You got your natural curls? What's wrong with you? You got your natural curls? Don't be scared of your folks. supposed to be white, and they just made her black. There's no, like... I did not like Bernadette being the black friend. I just didn't like her being the black friend either. I did. Why? Help me with that. Like, I didn't like her. I thought she was stupid, but... You could have easily just made it two white girls, and they still would have read the same. Mm. But when we get black people, if you can't tell me that Bernadette wasn't Mm-mm. white. The decision she was making, she Mm-mm. was supposed to be a white girl. <sighs> Helen had like, to have a black friend I'm, to make no, this work. Nigga, what I'm saying is, it feels as if when they wrote this, Bernadette was white, and they just happened to cast a black woman in that role. Nothing that she did screamed blackness. Nothing about her was, a, and that's good. I'm saying that that's a good thing because you don't. How many other movies or projects have you seen where even though she did get killed, she didn't get killed first. She wasn't the sacrificial token black nigga. Mm-hmm. She um, wasn't. Oh, I'm down with the people. I'm a hood too. Like she was very much a different type of black woman and character that I don't think we got in the '90s. Mm-hmm. I, you know, she wasn't. Mm, Helen, girl, that's. That's crazy. I never come to this part of town. She was just a like a regular ass <laughs> character who was written. She so. like that little white dude she was talking to at the beginning of the movie. She says like, mm, they're getting younger and younger. Come on in here, white boy. And let me get That's some of that. That's why she died. Fuck with that child. <laughs> <laughs> why she stand there so long though? Like she go in the room in the apartment, <laughs> and then it's like this flash. You just it's like this long stare off between the two, and he lifting up the damn hook slow. And I'm like, run, bro. Like what you doing? She was surprised he was real. Maybe Jake should have been there to tell him to tell him that he that, that that's real. Actually, you know what? Did she about Bernadette? Was she in denial of him, or did she, she didn't believe in me? She didn't believe be, she believe didn't it believe either. either. She was right? just scared. Yeah. She was just scared of the surround. She was scared of going to Cabrini Cabrini uh, Green projects. What's with the arsenal, Bernadette? We're only going eight blocks. You're the one who got us dressed up like cops. I just said dress conservatively. No, we look like cops. Why are you trying to scare me? I'm not trying to scare you, Helen. I just want you to think, okay? The gangs hold this whole neighborhood hostage. Okay, let's just turn around then. Let's just go back and we can write a nice little boring thesis regurgitating all the usual crap about urban legend. We've got a real shot here, Bernadette. An entire community starts attributing the daily horrors of their lives to a mythical figure. Now, if Trevor and Archie were in on this, do you think they'd chicken out? In a second. Exactly. All right. That was her only biggest issue. She was like, somebody died in there. Just get your pictures and go. That was the thing about Helen. Helen was like, hey, look, I'm I'm doing, I'm going to get this thesis paper done. Dad, I'm I said, damn. I said, damn. She's just like, I'm going to graduate. So we're getting published. Those are words. We're getting published. She, yeah. Like, she reminded me of Cree Summer, just like corny. Oh, <laughs> mm. Wait, 
who remind you of Cree Summer? Bernadette. Oh no! Like, no, 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 no! Not Cree herself, but that character. character. Like, what's a oh. homegirl from um, a different world? When, like when, that yeah. particular, like she fit yeah. within that okay. '90s black girl. Yeah, not like her Cree up like personality, but no, that's oh, what she. Say, oh no! Oh yeah, no, no, no! Fuck her! But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, man, fuck this whole movie and give it. A <laughs> me, this is my last. This is my last thing, man. And this is just very, very minor. I can't put it in my rewatchable scenes, but I love this scene so much. The scene where them two clean up ladies was talking to Helen. I was like, they're my aunts. Those are my aunts. Candyman, huh? Yes, have you heard of him? Mm-hmm. You doing a study on him? Yes, I am. What have you heard? Everybody's scared of him once it get dark. He live over at Cabrini. My friend told me about him. Cabrini Green. Yeah, in the project. I live on the south side, so I don't know too much about it, but my friend, she know all about it. Her cousin live at Cabrini. They say he killed a lady. Can I talk to your friend? Sure. Kitty? Yeah, what do you want? Lady down here want to talk to you. Where? She coming. I'm Helen Lyle. I'm pleased to meet you. Henrietta Mosley. And this is Kitty Culver. No. Mm-hmm. Tell her what you told me about the candy man. Well, all I know was there was some lady in that tub and, and she heard a noise. Do you remember her name? I think her name was Ruthie Jean. And she heard this banging and smashing like somebody was trying to make a hole in the wall. So Ruthie called 911 and she said there's somebody coming through the walls. And they didn't believe her. They thought the lady was crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So she called 911 again, and they still didn't believe her. But when they finally got there, she was dead. Was she shot? No. Um, she was killed with a hook. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, it is. I read it in the papers. Candyman killed her. Yeah, but, uh... I don't know nothing about that. Yes. They believe a yeah. child. Show did. <laughs> she, mm-hmm. said, she said. But I don't know nothing about that. Yeah. <laughs> I said those are my two aunties. I love that part of the movie because it was. Yes. It's like they just like found. The they found two black ladies. They were just like, hey, I want to make some money. Yeah. <laughs> All you got to do is just talk to him. Hit, read this. They didn't even give him a script. Right. Right. No, exactly. Like, hit these points. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just the way the scene ends, which is like, I don't know nothing about that, though. Right. Mm. This shit is just, tight, it man. It was just like, yeah, on, bro. I love this shit. I thought that was awesome, man. That was like one of my favorite parts of the movie. It, it, is, it is so short. It's such a short scene, but... Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I love that movie. It's part of the inciting incident too, though. So it's like one of the most important scenes. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. All right. Um, movie nerd knowledge time. The director was Bernard Rose. He is from London, England. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the only Candyman movie he directed. There are two other sequels and a reboot coming in 2021. Um, he never directed any uh, other any uh, any of the other Candyman sequels. Um, the movie was written by Clive Barker for, for those who don't know who that is. He is the creator of Hellraiser. Mm -hmm. Um, he is, he has, um, written a whole lot of different horror films, but he's most known for Hellraiser. 
I thought that was fire. I was like, I didn't know Clyde Barker. That was almost, uh, up next after this movie came off. And I was like, ah, one promise at a time. <laughs> yeah, the Hell, Hellraiser and Pet Cemetery at the top two for me that I can't watch. It's just nasty for the sake of just being damn nasty. And yeah. I can't do it. But that's that's Clive Barker for you. I mean, he's yeah, yeah. that's what he's known for. So I thought that was pretty dope. So I could not find for the life of me where this shit opened up at in the in the theaters. I don't know if it's one there. I looked damn near everywhere and couldn't find it. But the budget for this movie was six million dollars. And it's opening now, it's opening weekend. It got it earned five point four million. But guess what it grossed worldwide after that? 80 million. <laughs> we talking about 90s, bro. 1600,000. I don't know. Nigga. So, the gross mm-hmm. worldwide, the movie grossed $25.7 million. Mm. So, it made its budget back. Um, as soon as they seen how much this, this grossed, the, the, the studio was like, hey, let's get a sequel out there. So, the sequel was kind of rushed. The sequel came out, I think, two, if I'm not mistaken, two years later. Um, they most definitely wanted to capitalize on this. The sequel really wasn't that great. Um, and then they did a third one. It's um, <sighs> this what's the third one called? What, what's the title card for the third one? I think it's let's see, Electric Boogaloo. Nigga, this nigga said electric. You kissed, <laughs> bro. Clive Barker is one of those people where. He just be making some shit. This is <laughs> Candyman is light work when it comes to Clive Barker creations. The rest of the shit that Clive be doing, I'm like, I, I can't do this, bro. So, and let's see, the f- part two was called Farewell to the Flesh, was his, which was the mm-hmm. sequel. And the third one was called Day of the Dead. And then the next one that's coming out is supposed to be a re- reboot by Jordan Peele. How do you guys feel about Jordan Peele getting his hands on, on this uh, property after it. seeing the original I'll- one? See it? I, I love it. I was against it. I was like, man, I said, no way, no way. And then when I seen the, the second trailer had just come out a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and I watched it uh, during the Twitch live stream. And I'm like, oh, I said, if this is what they're doing. Okay. Cause it picks, it's a reboot, but it's picking up mm-hmm. on the storyline of Anthony mm-hmm. as a grown up. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm all, I'm all that. for it. I'm all for it. Yeah, because well, yeah. Uh, Vanessa Williams is, is going to be in this movie too. Yeah, and we don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just seeing some of the 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 scenes in the trailer, this new one, um, it looks similar to. I don't know if y'all seen The Fly. I have. I've never seen. Okay. Um, his transformation looks similar to that of the fly. Oh, I've seen the transformation though. Yeah, yeah. Like I was like, if they going with this, okay. Body now horror. I want to see it. Mm. I, okay. I think it's going to be a little bit of body horror going on. So yeah, I was going to see it, even though I like hadn't brought myself to watch the first one. Uh, I'm gonna just out myself. Black Manta was gonna be in that motherfucker. I was gonna watch it. Uh, I was gonna lust after this nigga until he turned to Candyman. <laughs> no, but but I honestly was going to watch this movie, and I've stayed away from trailers not for like fear or anything. I was like, man, because I haven't seen at the at the time that I decided to watch, I hadn't seen the first Candyman. I said, let me wait, not see anything, take it for what it is. 
you know, because I still was kind of suspect on the first one, but now that I didn't watch it, I'm like, oh, I definitely have to see this. And I'm excited for this, like, reboot culture thing. Right. Like, Jordan Peele, I, I'm, I'm confident that he's going to give us an entertaining story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if you don't like some parts, there might be a plot hole here or there or whatever your, your gripes are, I still think it's going to be good. Mm. They changed his origin and the... See, and that's the thing. I was trying to wait until the week the film came out, mm-hmm. this new Candyman. But I was like, you know what, man? I'm streaming. Let me see the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning of it, I think they changed oh. his origin man, yeah. a little bit. And I'm yeah, like, eh. Well, through, but I'm, so I'm kind of through well, no. through the through the two sequels. Let me give you give you guys some some quick uh, movie nerd knowledge on this too. Through the two sequels, his his origin gets changed. Through the two sequels, also, oh, some of that okay. shit gets gets um kind of revised or redone. So this movie supposedly that Jordan Peele is going to do is supposedly going to be the successor to the very first one. Two and three won't have anything to do with the the. Okay. the I don't know. I don't even know if I call it a reboot. Like I don't know what to call it anymore. It's a spiritual sequel. Yeah, it's when they have a show. That might have one character, or they take the essence of that story and move on. Like that's a spiritual reboot. That's my understanding of it. Like if you did live in single, you don't necessarily need the cast. If maybe you use the same set, mm-hmm. or maybe you know. But we like no, no. What is it? Boomerang. Yeah. Is that it? Where Boomerang. Like they, it's not the same cast, but it's in the same universe where that yeah. magazine exists. So like mm-hmm. Boomerang is a spiritual successor to the Boomerang movie. Mm. So, yeah. I, I'm, let me just say this. Nope. I, forget you, Rain. <laughs> Jordan Peele. I, so I enjoyed Get Out. Us was not my favorite movie, but I did support it. And then I watched The Twilight Zone, and I think is he that good. It's pretty decent for what it is. Okay. Like I think he tries to. I think he tried to stay as close to the original Twilight Zone stuff as he possibly could. The stories were good. They were hit and miss. Some of it had to do with who was casted in certain things. Some of it, was, some of the stories weren't that good. But to be honest with you, I think Jordan Peele has found a niche as far as like doing these horrors, horrors with a message. And I hope that um, some of the stuff that they were talking about in the original Candyman kind of bleeds through through to this one too, because it was some social commentary. And like we we talked about it earlier in the pod. It was it was a lot of social commentary going on, and I completely. Can't wait to see because he's not going to direct it. He's got somebody else that's going to actually be the director, but he's executive producing, which sometimes means I'm going to dibble and dabble in the, in this movie. So, I mean, you heard the the, the um uh Destiny Child song that was slowed down. Mm-hmm. They, they did his little, you know, his signature. So yeah, he got some some hands in there. So I'm I'm excited. I can't wait to to see what it, what it is. Hopefully, he's not. Sometimes Jordan Peele could be very heavy-handed with with some of the stuff, the messages he trying. Like us was a little heavy-handed to me. Just gonna throw that out there. But ho- hopefully, uh, you know, I'm ready. You gonna watch it, Rain? Because I need. Sk- oh, I'm on it. I told you, I'm, I'm watching this shit. Got my team. Y'all got my team. The third or the fifth, <laughs> whatever one is. Hell yeah, shit. Yeah, I'll, I'll be hella, nigga. <laughs> you ain't shit. No, I'm watching it though. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm actually very excited. Um, why? What's her name? Mary Alice still in the same goddamn apartment? No, she got a house now. She came no, up. She wanted in them apartments sitting on that couch. All right. I would hope not. 
I hope not too. <laughs> Shit, it look like it. Cabrini Green gentrified. If that's the case, because that apartment look way too nice. more movie nerd knowledge Tony Todd was not the first choice for the character Mm, can you guys guess who was the original uh, who was going to be originally cast for Candyman you'll never guess this so technically 91 when they probably made it Uh Um, I want to go to Denzel so bad but I don't think it was not Denzel uh, Wesley Snipes but I don't think that was it mm -mm. Uh, I'm trying to think of the man's name um Rick Fox? <laughs> Stop. No, no, oh no. Uh <laughs> Vivica Fox? No. From from Greenleaf. Oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. He was uh he was on set it off. He, the man he who did the voice for Goliath for God. Yeah. Oh David Keith ooh, Keith David. Yeah. Keith David. Keith David, yeah. Uh Childs. Childs from the thing. Right. Yep. No, nope, not him either. Anybody want to take another oh, guess? Wow. I see you looking at your phone, Randy, from your glasses. No, by I'm the actually way. texting. That's what I'm doing. Uh, but um, no, I'm not gonna. Look, I ain't finna cheat. That's my podcast, nigga. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> uh, Vivica Fox. Um, for Candyman. Will Smith. As Candyman. As okay. All right. The role was originally the the role was originally for Eddie Murphy. What? The only reason. The only reason why he didn't get the role because he was five nine. They chose Tony Todd because he was six five. I did what I just said. That short nigga. They could have put him on some platforms. Though. But here's the thing: Eddie Murphy would be coming off a of boomerang if he would have did this movie. Eddie Murphy was hot off a of boomerang. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I'm see. I gotta say, I don't like casting like that. That's how we got Halle Berry a Storm. Mm. I don't like those castings when just because somebody mm. like if they don't fit the role, just because. Mm. And, and I'm not even gonna say Eddie Murphy couldn't have done a good job, but it's been so many years. I will. Todd is. You don't think he would have did? Helen. <laughs> He's fresh off a of boomerang, and then he has to play this eccentric, uh, very well-spoken black man that's supposed to be scary. Hell no. Nah. Eddie Murphy would have fucked this role. This movie would have been shit. This would have been Pluto Nash, too. I don't know, man. I think I think Eddie could have could have did it. If Helen could he got- get her bloody ass up with that butcher knife, <laughs> you know, after she chopped that dog head off, I think... I don't know. He's just too short for me. It ain't even that Tony Todd is tall. I just couldn't see this nigga being so short. Like, see, what do you think, Eddie Murphy, no Candyman? <laughs> like, no fuck way. Him. Oh man, Tony Todd is scary, bro. Like Tony Todd is scary in this movie, man. He is scary because it's like period. now because when you see him, like, and that's why I take a liking to the movie anyway. Just learning more about Tony Todd throughout the years and some of the stuff that he's been in mm-hmm. you you acknowledge him as being a character who he's playing on whatever film or show but you will always look at him it's like that's candy man bro mm-hmm. like, it this would have been a instant. throwaway role for eddie murphy to be honest with you right mm, yeah yeah and then, like this is a defining role just like hugh jackman i don't give a fuck he's always wolverine he is forever now. wolverine but the thing mm-hmm. is I'll tell you how good of a job Tony Todd has done. In Riverdale, I want to say season two, they did an episode that was a sequence of horror vignettes, and he mm-hmm. was in that. He he didn't say I'm. He was the um uh not the mortician. He was the guy who takes the bodies at the hospital. I think coroner. 
was he? What? What? Yeah, I think he was. But Corner. like his very presence in the in the show, he just acted the role. Anybody could have done the role, but I think the creators or the casting was smart enough to know if we can afford to get this nigga on this like um, series of episodes, we need him. Mm-hmm. And um, that's back when I was doing the Riverdale podcast. So maybe it was season one. Season I don't know. Uh, no, season two. And so these two. Um, uh, white girls had a Riverdale podcast and we did a collaboration and we were talking and they were like, I didn't even fucking know who this man was. And I'm like, cause they listened to my show and I was like, Oh, that's Candyman, you know, acting a fool. And they were like, I had to do my research. I did not know who he was. I didn't know the significance. Now I mm-hmm. know blah, blah, whatever. All that being said, long story short, he is Candyman. Like you, you need to cast him. If you want to invoke the feelings of this movie, it's kind of like a cheat code, honestly. It's, mm-hmm. it's the same thing with the Scream TV series in season three. Mm. Um, so there's a flashback sequence. I don't want to get too much away, but it ends up in a, at a junkyard. And Tony Todd is overseeing the entire junkyard. He comes out and he's like, he has this long, this long overcoat. And he's got kind of like a hook on his hand and him and Ghostface mm. go at it. Mm. And it was kind of like Ghostface versus Candyman in a sense. Mm. But he gave off that presence like, yeah, like this, that, and the third, whatever. And then Final Destination does it too. Mm, yeah, I remember yeah, that. Right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was the reason why I wanted to see Final Destination so bad because I'm thinking that he was death mm-hmm. the entire time. Oh, that would have been. Yeah. yeah that would have been amazing. He was just a mortician. Um. So, sort of like a, I don't know, like a, a grave keeper. Yeah, or something right. like that. Yeah, mortician, something like that. But mm-hmm. the presence of Tony Todd was there, like you knew. Yeah, that's candy. Yeah, man. that's like I said, that's a Chico man. That is a Chico. Um, so let's get into Tony Todd and and what he did after after Candy. So he did Candy Man. Um, five movies after he did Candy Man, he did a movie called Excessive Force. He was in The Crow. Then he followed up with uh, Candyman Farewell to the Flesh. Then he did a Burnsy Last Call movie, which was like 1995. And then in 96, he did a movie called Sabotage. Now, to, um, in interviews, when people talk to Tony Todd about his favorite character, he always goes back to Candyman. Candyman is his favorite role and his favorite movie he's ever done. He has always been very adamant about how much he loves the character of Candyman. But the thing is, he doesn't get the respect that Freddie, Jason, Michael Myers, and Chucky gets. And I think that's kind of fucked up. I tell you what's more disrespectful. Um, there's a script. I don't know. if It should be on the net, but it was floating around that they were trying to do Leprechaun versus Candyman. And Tony Todd said, no, don't play with me like that. Yeah, <laughs> for real. What the fuck? You better put me up against one of the big dogs. He's like, you're not about to disrespect me like that. And he declined it. But it was Leprechaun versus Candyman. It was going to be, um, this was like right off of, this is right before they tried to do Leprechaun 4. And they were going to make it that, but it ended up being Leprechaun in space. Yeah. Or some bullshit like that. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, don't, no, don't play with me. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, fuck them, man. I don't, yeah, I, yeah, d- I just really. I think he's too, no, I just think he's too eloquent. Like, he's too, he's too refined. And he is, 
he's too much for them. He's too much because there's no white Candyman. Uh, because there's no um, that dude is intimidating. Hey, yeah, he is, and it's like I don't. I can see white people not giving this man um, a, a fair shake because, like, now you are you scared that he's going to take over this franchise? Are you gonna like <laughs> what are they gonna do with him? You know what I'm saying? Like that's technically how Final Destination ended up. It was people wanted to see the kills, of course, and what happens next to each character, but they were like. There was at one point, it was like, yo, when is Tony Todd showing up? Mm-hmm. They were waiting on that cameo. So, I, I don't know, man. I've always never, I really never really understood why he doesn't get as much respect. I mean, people talk about Candyman. He's black. But, well, yeah, I mean, the whole, the, the black thing, but it's this is still one of the best horror movies that, that, that yeah. came out. You know, for, well, there, there are white people who love this movie too. Yeah, yeah, but is there enough? Like, what I'm the the amount is so low. Like, if you ask a random white person, like, who their favorite horror character is, they're probably gonna say Freddy or Jason. I don't think that you'll get Candyman at the top of your list. And I think just like we discussed, was it when we did Life, where he's a black man in the '90s making this very cult classic film, but. There was a moment from like mid '90s to early 2000s where there was a disconnect and a breakdown of black entertainment mm. shifting from like hbcu a different world to like girlfriends mm. and i like girlfriends i think that's a great show. i love that show um, there's a place for it but like you can see the shift from the wb to the cw and i think he's one of those actors that is kind of lost in the shuffle because what else would he have done back then he wasn't the leading man he wasn't uh fine as denzel funny as eddie smooth as wesley like he he wasn't one of these guys and you know back then especially there could only be a handful of us you know and and then not to be funny and not to be disrespectful because this man is you know amazing but aesthetically like would you cast him or would you cast a denzel like if you're looking at these faces for these action films you know what i'm saying like but i also feel like he could so if freddie can get 12 movies and if jason can get all i'm saying is if he's gonna, if y'all are gonna typecast him as Candyman, then he needs to get as good as a run as Michael Myers, as Freddy, or Jason. He I, is. I feel this. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm, so, I'm sorry. No, I say mm. I feel the same way with even with Doug Bradley, even though he's a white man. Doug Bradley is Pinhead from Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why the first one is like right on the top tier list for some people, mm-hmm. but the rest of them are shit. Mm. All of them are terrible. Mm-hmm. And I haven't even seen all of them. I just some of the movie reviews on YouTube. They're like, "Yo, this is dog shit." Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't care. They didn't care. And then it's like Doug Bradley. The only thing when people think of him or see him, oh yeah, Pinhead. But it's, I'm like, damn, he should at least have seven to ten, maybe twelve movies under his belt where they're all equally just as great as the first one or two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the 90s, man. That's what I'm saying. There's no way that can't. This story right here couldn't have had a. We could have had a good sequel and a prequel. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, a prequel, a period piece. What is a period piece? That's when I said. When I said, off. okay, you gave you give Bro. us that story from 1890 and put it in. I'm like, fam, it, it's it, it, it actually is. Ass. That's that story is. They do go do a flashback in one of the sequels. 
a flashback is not a prequel movie. Hmm. Okay, during that flashback, if I, I vaguely remember it, did they chase him down and put a bag of bees on his head or something? Like okay. he, they poured honey on him and they showed the bees yeah. devouring him and stuff uh, like that. That could have been a whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like his love affair with this damn white woman, this virginal daughter of his employer. Like, come on, nigga. That could have been something. Yeah. Then there's theories. There's even theories on Candyman that the, the the white woman that he fell for could essentially be Bloody Mary. Mm. Oh, it's the same legend right and lore. So I'm like, how are y'all not? This is what I'm just saying. We, man, man. listen. You said it. <laughs> That's why I started this podcast, guys. And I'll write the <laughs> shit out of it. Nigga. But Cole, you even said it like the first one was so good they just rushed out a second one. I always tell people when when they ask me about writing because you know self I am a writer. When they ask me about writing, I always say like once you finish your first book, keep fucking writing. Not like oh write every day, you know. No, like literally keep writing because you never truly get the same essence in a sequel that you do from that original because you don't know how good this original is. Mm-hmm. And if you just like, like even if you wrote, I don't know, fucking Beyonce in space, then hurry up and c- continue writing another story, even if it never sees the light of day, because you're on that same wavelength you were on when you made that first project. If we rushing out this damn story, this sequel, who is this for? Like you. <clears throat> When corporations are in charge, we get shit like the DCEU. Mm. You, like, fam, you have all these bits and pieces that are good. You don't have a whole. That's how we can accept some trash from Marvel because they have a full, whatever. This ain't that podcast. But the what I'm saying is, you said it yourself, Cole. Because it did well, they wanted to get a cash cow. And you can't do that with everything. This ain't no... like. Lightning ain't gonna strike twice unless mm-hmm. you, you know, got the right fucking tools, nigga. And rushing some shit out ain't having the right tools. Right. I agree, man. I, I just feel like they could have just. T- I, I just. I wish that Tony Todd would have got his 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 eight movie run, like mm-hmm. like Robert England and all the guys who played Jason. I think I I think that when people and- look at black horror, they don't look at it as marketable. Because of the the different aspects of comedy, like I don't like when they give us comedy in the mix of of horror movies, especially black horror movies. Like we we more we're way more well well rounded than that. Like y'all can give us a legit horror movie, and we will go support it. We'll go watch it. I know we will. I think it's still built off of aesthetics. I don't care what nobody say. They could sit there and say, "Well, this isn't quite marketable," and you know, and this, that, and the third, and production still. Fuck all of that. I think it's off of aesthetics. I, I look at it from this standpoint. If you can sell a goofy-ass mask from Scream, I'm pretty sure you can sell some plastic hooks. Just saying. I'm pretty sure you can sell those hooks at, at Halloween and motherfuckers running around being yeah, candy you're right. man. You right. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like They got away with selling hockey masks for a motherfucker for years. On some bullshit. So I just, I feel like Tony Todd, real quick, still more, a little bit more, because I'm going to go crazy on here. More movie news, movie new, movie nerd knowledge. Tony Todd negotiated a bonus for, a bonus of $1,000 for every bee sting that he suffered filming the movie. How many times, how many times, how many times do you think he got stung? 
I would got purposely a hundred. A hopefully, hopefully at least 100. Hopefully, a hundred. Hopefully, a lot. Tony Todd got stung twenty three times. That's it, nigga. Nah. So the that. so here's the thing: the the bees that they use for the movie, they got they were specifically for the movie. They were baby bees, so they were trying to make sure that he wouldn't get stung. The stingers aren't as sharp. Um, but everything you see from the bees in his mouth to the bees on his body, those were all real bees. And he got a thousand dollars every time That's he got stung. Like, how the fuck? How, yeah, you not capitalize with that dude doing what he did. I would have never done that at all. Like, do they show his salary in, in your research? No. See, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. This like Freddie, come on, <coughs> nigga, Jason, y'all ain't doing shit. Like, you doing shit? That's but what I'm saying. Ain't. And to what I was about to say to add with what Cole was saying with Freddie and Jason, um, y'all would say maybe the first two of those franchises when they start, they have good movies. But as the franchise keeps going with each of those, especially mm-hmm. with with um, Halloween, they don't have proper continuity. They're, the majority of them are terrible. You right yeah, about that? Got, the only one that's probably got. Good continuity, maybe Scream. That's about it. But scream, Scream, yeah, Scream. I can most definitely say it has really good continuity. I can agree with that. Well, but by by what you saying with Candyman two and three seems, I maybe it does have good continuity. I might be off on that. Well, they was redconning some of his origin story. They changed. Okay, they well, were they were redconning stuff and changing it to to fit the aesthetic of the second and the third movie to be honest with you cuz they don't oh. even I, I think by the time we get to the third movie I think Helen don't even exist no more Oh never mind like they don't even talk about Helen like Helen's not even brought up like he's just oh he's Candyman you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. it's it's weird it's weird Yeah um Oh go ahead could have got more. No I'm saying he could have got more man it's just the rest of the movies are not that damn good as At all. much ass. as they try to hype it to be. They aren't that great. This white folks and nepotism, <laughs> fucking scratching the back of your homeboy who you went to film school with. That's all it is because there's no other excuse. Candyman is a stellar film, and <laughs> even like especially with horror, how do you not? How do you make black people be the stereotypical like welfare queen and uh, drunken and crackhead and shit? But you don't use those aesthetics to your um advantage when you go because horror like this is the only movie that i've seen that's horror related that's had those downtrodden mm-hmm. american black aesthetics mm-hmm. and it just it worked like this wasn't some suburban ass uh talented 10th howard university ass black neighborhood this was like a, a very rough neighborhood and to be and that was and to be honest with you to add on to that i think it added on to the the myth of Candyman too, like you know, you know how black people can be superstitious and hey. you know what I'm saying. Like we we are a very uh, superstitious and and believe believing ass people. And I just mm-hmm. think just the, the aesthetic of, of of the the whole thing with in the projects and the people knowing who he is, but I ain't gonna talk about it. I, I just <laughs> it just added to. For real, it really added to this this nigga's mythos. I thought it was great, man. I loved it. I loved it. it. I mean, but the the whole movie was just dripping in. Well, not the whole movie, but that blackness. And, like, if you... The victims here were really the black people. Like, Mm -hmm. you're in this space where this thing exists. And, like you said, we're not going to talk about it. We know it exists. But, like, 
socioeconomically, you have nowhere else to go. So you're forced to live with this constant trauma. Like, yeah, there's rules. Like, don't say his name five times. Yeah. But, like, not only do you get the government and the housing and the, all of that shit, but then you also got this, like, supernatural shit on top of you, too. It's like, God damn. This, this is very indicative of black life. As it is, so when a motherfucker say don't step on the crack, you break your mama's back. You don't step on the crack because you're gonna break your mama's back. <laughs> God damn it! So yeah, I, nigga, and a white mm-hmm. man. No, <laughs> I was like you preaching today, ain't you? <laughs> hey, nigga, no, watch out! Watch out! So, um. One more thing. While investigating one of Candyman's crime scenes in the movie, you know, Helen and Bernadette discovered that the design of the apartments. Medicine cabinet made it possible to point, uh, made it a possible point of entry for an intruder. This wasn't made up. Uh, it wasn't made up. Uh, while researching the film, the director learned that, that a series of murders had been committed in Chicago the same way. That's what I'm saying. Hmm? Right. I mean, wow. I don't believe it. Like, nigga, what, like, what else is there to say? Like, again, wow. the black experience, nigga, like, yeah. <laughs> so it was niggas really things. going through them little mirror spaces and killing folks and shit. It's, what? Like, that really happened in, in, in Chicago. Yeah, I can oh, imagine. Man. You remember that white girl a couple months ago, um, this is 2021, a couple months ago, who found that apartment in behind her medicine cabinet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's what I was thinking this whole movie. Like, why? Like, again, this is the difference between a black experience and a white experience. Why the fuck would you think that was okay to take your... Like, why would you think that was okay to, like... You know what I'm saying? Like, you look at that little... Like, what was it? Like, a two-minute clip of her climbing through the wall and, oh, there's a whole other apartment. So, bitch, what? Like, have you I'm not, not seen... through that. <laughs> I, and her, her brown friends, because I think it was, like, Asian and maybe a Middle Eastern. Guy, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like, right, no. Right, right. They didn't they go through that. Bro, that's the difference, man. That's why I say. Was, that. I've seen too much. They said, stop watching all that TV. But I was like, there's a lot of stuff that TV kind of taught me. Not <laughs> hey, fucking do. Say. <laughs> if I see another apartment inside my medicine cabinet, I'm closing that shit right back up, dude. Um. Exactly. Uh, one more, one more casting decision that we, you may or may not know knew about. So, mm-hmm. of course, Helen was played by actress Virginia Madsen. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another person that was up for the role. Dr. And she was a white woman. Do you want to get <laughs> Renee Zellweger? Um, uh, what's that girl? Um, uh, Legally Blonde chick. What's her name? She was too Reese young to be. No, 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 no. Um, Reese Witherspoon. Um, yeah. Her. <laughs> <laughs> so outro. Deeper missing. So. Soleil. Oh, I don't know. So the 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 casting was going to be between Virginia Madsen and Sandra Bullock. She was unknown at the time. Oh, oh, she was. Well, yeah, one's Pretty Woman. Was that? That's not Sandra Bullock. That's Julia Roberts. Yeah, all look the same. Sandra Sandra Bullock is speed. (laughs) Jk Jk White. No. um, Oh, okay. Oh, I could I I could see that. Sandra Bullock was unknown at the time, and she was up for the role next to Virginia Madsen. I don't know, Sandra Bullock. She's tall as fuck, right? Ain't she like five seven, five nine? <laughs> she ain't six five, so that don't even matter. I don't know, man. She got that Anglo-Saxon face, man. <laughs> she, got that, <laughs> she got them bangs. 
I don't know. And she was in the longest yard or the other yard, some shit. I don't no, know if I was Courtney Cox, bro. <laughs> Too, man. She was in Scream, bro. You know. I don't think I would want to see. I think Virginia Madison did. Oh, yeah, was she better. did what needed to be done. And I don't even think it's just because we see her in it and it's been so long. I just honestly think she did a damn good job. I do too. Um, especially, well, actually, no. Because I, pff, me and Stacy would have been going to blows. Trust and believe. Bitch, I come in my house and you paint my walls pink. Ah, you finna eat this paint, ho. Too but, soon. Uh, too soon. Look, she went gone, but a month. He, 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 re- bitch, he, he replaced he started, that. He replaced that a started, month. Started. Right. This nigga, man, he got what he needed. He got what he deserved. Bitch mm, 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 mm. ass. You this so nigga. stupid. Can we have a Vanessa Williams conversation, please? About her music or about... The, the actress, Vanessa Williams. Williams. I can't stand. Okay. No, Vanessa L. Williams is the singer. Vanessa Williams got to keep her name. Vanessa L. Williams changed her name because she was light-skinned. Anyway. Say the best for last. <laughs> Before... Candyman, uh, Vanessa Williams played Keisha from New Jack City. So that was one of her roles before the Candyman. Um, after Candyman, she started just doing a lot of TV. Her biggest role, as far as TV was concerned, was Melrose Place. How do you oh, feel? Man. I like Vanessa Williams. I think she's a pretty good actress. She could have been bigger. How do you guys feel about Do you guys, because uh, she, she was in Soul Food after that. Um, you know, she was just did a lot of TV roles. Do you think, like, she held the course that she was supposed to, or do you think she should have been bigger or what? I mean, I feel like it's, it's the typical thing. Like, I, I felt like she could have gone far and did a lot more stuff or been in bigger projects. Mm. Like, yeah. she's a good actress. I I don't have no problems with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think everybody is supposed to be high-tier, A-list, you know, ever, but I do think that... um yeah, she's happy. I'm happy with it. Um, we saw, um, what's homegirl from Lovecraft Country who was in like True Blood. Um, I bring her up to say like this is a black woman of a certain age who also had you know a bit of a career way back in the day, mm. and like got attached to this project and got you know another shot at. Well, now I want to say another shot because I feel like maybe she didn't get any shots, but like. <laughs> got some more notoriety later on in life so mm. i don't see why it wouldn't happen with uh vanessa you know hell she's in the the the, I, the and interview. i think it's i think it's dope that they bought her back for this one yeah i think that, that makes me want to see it even more because i didn't i'm like oh she's in here too i was mm-hmm. like okay yeah i'm i'm there yeah i feel i feel like having her back in the movie gives it a lot more Makes it a lot more legitimate. Credibility. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I like that. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you're not forgetting the roots. You're not forgetting um, yeah. the, where, the, where this movie come from. So, I'm, I'm most definitely. I just wish you probably would have gotten a lot of, a lot, a lot of, a lot more past. Because she basically did a lot of TV. She did Melrose Place. She did um, but, Soul Food. She we, did. But honestly, that's probably better for her back in the 90s. Because, like, you, yeah, if you get a movie deal, I ain't gonna, I mean, I'm not a celebrity. I'm not a, so I don't know if that money like just runs out. Mm-hmm. But if you're on a show, I think that's probably more consistent money. Mm-hmm. So that may have been a smarter choice for her. Like, all right, I'm not, you know, so and so. I'm not one of the top five girls. I might be only one of the top 10. So let me, you know, or maybe she just wanted to do TV because there's some, some actors and actresses who would just like rather do Broadway. You know what I'm saying? Right. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, 
I think that black people and people like black people like her in particular are in a very interesting space. Mm -hmm. The same as Chris Williams, where we have had this household notoriety for so long. And then later in life, you get these roles like um, Angelou. Angelou. What's her name? And that's it, right? Angelou. <laughs> the lady was you in be, uh, Lovecraft me. Country. Am I, am I butchering her name? But what I'm saying is Angelou. Like black people. Who, I'm just trying to figure out who you're talking about. The the mama the mama in Lovecraft Country. Just keep talking, I'm a fighter. Oh yeah. So um, what I'm saying is like these black people who for us were household names in the '90s. Entertainment went through this shift of like totally pivoting from Black Pride and CW shit, I mean, WB shit to this CW um, American teenager secret life token black nigga here and there, where there is like a, a decade of us losing these people who were household names and so when they pop up again and become household names for these white people at large like chris williams and black lightning and angelou ellis angelou ellis go. god damn it angelou ellis in lovecraft country like it, it's 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 this interesting thing where i think it's going to continue to happen at least for the next 10 15 years or so mm. that's what i people... was hyped about black lightning when i seen i was like yeah oh. yes Scooter, yes. I say like, yes. I'm watching yeah. it. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they gave a shit, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that. That so I, I think we're in this space where like Lord. we're in this this <laughs> renaissance of like, but and I and I honestly think, and I'm not going to blame it on this solely, but I think like with the success of Black Panther and like this, um, and even Homecoming from Beyonce, where you're highlighting. Black Afrofuturism, well, Afrofuturism is black, but Afrofuturism and then like the HBCU culture and black culture and the rise of shit like TikTok and black Twitter actually being a substantial force um, that people are constantly stealing from to make their bullshit ass shit and still make money from. Um, I think with the rise of things like that, we're going to see more of these same actors and actresses who mm. may have been household names or familiar to us. Like, I wouldn't be surprised, and I'm not even being funny, if, like, Holly Robinson Pete ended up in something, you know what I'm saying, like a year or two from now. Like, something like a Green Leaf or a, or a, what's that other shit? Um, Saints, know, Saints shit. and Sinners? Sure, that. Anything <laughs> not Tyler Perry. But, like, something that on the, where they are on the world stage, where you're getting all these new eyes on you, where, like, I'm sure there's still a bunch of teenage-ass white girls watching Black Lightning that don't understand where the fuck Chris Williams comes from. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, that's my rant. <laughs> hopefully we can get, hopefully we can get, we can, we can kind of, I, I, it sucks because it took Black Panther to show people that we, we go to the movies and we actually mm -hmm. matter yeah. and we are daughter. Known, they've known, they know them that big, niggas the, go to the movies. Them big blockbusters with Will Smith. Yeah. Washington. I, I can't Washington. okay the Will Smith situation conversation I want to have it on here but I can't because Will Smith is probably one of the biggest crossover stars it, it, Will Smith has always been a crossover star to me so for me really? he, yes yes when you have a rapper who don't cuss who makes songs about mm -hmm. I think I could beat Mike yeah, Tyson and, and, and Nightmare and I got a Nightmare on my street and parents don't understand he was very cross his crossover appeal was He's huge when he first <laughs> no, he wasn't. Hey, shut up, nigga. You might be right. You might be the first iteration of one. I, mean, I think. I think. 
Well, <laughs> Will Smith has always had great crossover appeal. That's just how yeah. it's been for me. How I've always looked at Will Smith. Not taking away from his blackness because he's done some great movies for black people. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, I'm not taking away from that. But like Hancock, yeah. those, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Those, <laughs> those, those movies, those summer blockbusters. That was just not white people. Will wasn't mm-hmm. just doing it. That was not. That wasn't just for black people. Will was doing that for everybody. And it got to a point where Will Smith was just doing shit for box office numbers and not because he could act. Look right. at his look at his summer hit the runs he was having every summer. Those movies were blockbuster movies, but he was essentially being the same nigga in each one of them. Man. From Independence like, Day all the way through nigga. through uh, Wild Wild thing. West and all the. I just- <laughs> Because I, I feel like the only reason why I say that is because it, it ain't no way that that success that he's had with those movies at the box office just came simply from white people. That's why I was only pinpointing that like black people showed up to these movies. Yeah, okay. Like they're yeah. familiar with him from Fresh Prince. And of course, you know, they know about Summertime and Oof, the, the, the other cuts from the previous albums, even mm-hmm. though he, he was that crossover guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, like you could you, oh. for all intents and purposes, you could be like Will Smith was 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 Drake before Drake. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. he was acting. He was he had he was okay, selling records. Part, like, you know what I'm saying? Popularity like, since yeah, yeah. I, mean, I can see that. I th- yeah, okay, I, I yeah. got you there. Um, he's the blueprint. I'll say that. <laughs> he's the and honestly, and I I hate to bring it to that, but shit, this is my contribution. He is also light skinned conventionally attractive. At a point where I don't think, and then he even physically, he's like I don't know, maybe six two or something. Like if him and Martin are um, analogs of each other, for lack of a, I think that's the term. I Wait, what did you Martin say? An- did you analog? say analogs? Ain't, ain't that it? Is that not it? I feel like nigga, don't you get what I'm saying? They're peers. They're okay. They're one nigga. <laughs> hot. Yeah, nah. Okay, paper bag boy. Want to no, analog. Analog. I think of a controller. <laughs> I, yeah, they control each other. No, but they're like. I think they were one for one. Um, <laughs> as far as it, um, being in the public eye back in the nineties, they both had their TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, though Martin didn't rap, he was very much in that rap hip hop culture. Def comedy jam. Yeah, and I'm getting to that too. Mm-hmm. So even the, I think that if you're looking at the both of them, who you banking on? This taller, light skinned, more um, black enough to be black, but like not so black that white people won't. You know what I'm saying? Like if you look at him versus Martin, and they tell two or three jokes, who you think these white folks is finna but be gravitating towards? You can't. Hey, Martin, I, I don't think. I don't think you can say that because Will Smith, for all intents and purposes, was very wholesome. Martin was a dirty yeah. comic. Martin was was a part of that era of being a a, a, a raunchy comic. Will Smith yeah. was just super wholesome. Like I don't think the that's light skin, dark skin dynamic worked. I think it was really their that's, content that's that was aspect something. Of it. Who else could you, if we take Martin away? Who else is um, the like head to head? Who's the Cardi versus Nikki of Will Smith? Eddie Murphy from back in the nineties. Hmm? Eddie Murphy. I don't know. I don't see him that way. Just I guess maybe because he didn't have the TV show, and I think that with me being young in the '90s, that's mm-hmm. also a point of um, reference for me with both of those. I, I I don't know. I don't see it that way. I mean, Rose Chestnut. Mm. Really? 
<laughs> Fuck that nigga <laughs> with, his, with his uh I'm a Kappa looking ass. No. Um Oh yeah, my no, no. god, you hey. you you're not satisfied with light skinned no, no, or dark skinned people. You just I like you just don't no, like no, nobody. I can't stand none wrong. of these niggas. I'm not even saying wrong. I think for for me and how like the criteria I'm going off of is, is being a kid and seeing both of them on T V about the same time. Looking at movies and seeing both of them in movies pre their shows and also after their shows like Blue Streak, Enemy of the State, and such. So for me, my like that's just literally my criteria. That's what mm-hmm. I'm thinking of. I'm not saying you're wrong with more chestnut, but I don't see it because I don't. I don't. What action or what what blockbuster films has he? Oh no, I was I was just throwing that name out there. Just, oh, okay, but, okay. Just, just you, thinking. but you know what? That is a pretty. God, we gotta have a we gotta have a podcast just make to talk note, about. Make that note. Come we gotta on, have a talk, but we gotta have we have a special episode about actors because I do want to know who who is Will Smith's. It well for all it's not his enemy, but who's his counterpart? Like who who goes mm-hmm. against? Let me write this shit down. No, who I don't go, think that. Who goes against Will Smith? And listeners, yeah, if y'all maybe. have any ideas, let us know. You know what I'm saying? We might have already recorded that episode, but still. Denzel, maybe. And see, and, but, and I get more Denzel, but not at the mm-hmm. same time for me. No, no. Me like, I still, I think Denzel is appropriate, but I don't, I don't think Denzel, for me anyways, doesn't come into play to be like a versus to Will Smith until like mid, late mid-2000s. Cause I'm thinking like uh, Book of Eli, and then what's the um, what was it? Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, what is the movie? Book of Eli was uh, Denzel. What was Will Smith's movie that was like pretty much about the same damn thing? I don't know. Um, when he had that dog. Oh, I am legend. Oh, I am legend. Yeah, like how they, how they, how their careers seem to kind of mirror each other in that regard. I think you're right with Denzel, but I don't think it happens until later. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it too. I don't think that I, th- I don't think that happens until like, man. Look, this conversation you know too what? good, and we going we go get your get your point and, in, Sid, and then we got it. We get, yeah, get your point in, and we'll go to categories. Go ahead. There was that little window where they were trying to get LL Cool J to be the the mm, guy. Yeah, we're like in the house and shit. Yeah, but he yeah. only did really supporting roles in movies. Like he wasn't no he, lead actor. But like they were still, we'll, still trying to. They were still trying to put him like in movies, like in big blockbusters at mm-hmm. one point. Like, but he wasn't to... shark movie, Deliver Us from Eva. He had in the house, but I he wasn't the lead. It. He wasn't. Will he wasn't was the lead. The that's he, uh, that's a TV show. And if you tell me, if you t- and if you sit up here and tell me that in the house could go up against the Fresh Prince, I'm cutting I you out of this yeah, podcast now. I, hey, nigga, because there is no comparison to in, in the house could what? never. No, I don't. Never. I don't. I don't think so either. But what I'm saying is, if if Sid is saying that Will Smith is a contender, I mean, uh, El Kuch is a contender. I can see why. I, I'm not saying in the house is better than uh, Fresh Prince, but I'm saying that if we're going, look at him, he mad. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, I, I never, I never said that. All I'm saying is, you can't, you cannot sit up here. It ain't even about, it ain't even about beating it. It's just about you can't even put in the house in the same breath with the Fresh Prince. You can't I'm do saying, that. I'm saying if if Sid says that they were trying to, I can see that. I'm oh, not saying it's successful, right. right? But I'm saying like I can see the the seeds that are planted that that could that could um, support that argument. I don't think it worked <laughs> I, at all. This peanut Eminem head ass nigga. 
Oh, lick, you was you was ass. you was you was listening to Hey Love. We're gone somewhere. I ain't oh, got for sure, it was on every mixtape. <laughs> Shit, this is more than yeah. a crush, nigga. You got you got NCIS Los Angeles got down like. Yeah, yeah, now he. I don't know, fam. Now he, him and Shamar Moore, I think <laughs> now with that fucking. Uh, yeah, there we go. There's another one. Shamar Moore had some straight to video stuff, man. He okay. It's time for. <laughs> Let's go into our category. I'm just this throwing a, paint at the wall, bro. This is, this is a great conversation. We might have hey, a bonus bro, episode this cut, season. We might have a bonus this, episode this season. Just cut this this conversation out. Lift it out and put it to the no, side. No, it's too good. It's too good. It's too good. <laughs> All right, guys. It's time for the categories. First thing, where did you rewind the most? Which is this, What scenes did you like the most in the movie? Um, Sid, I'll let you go first. Cause I know, um, um, I know, Rain was shaking in his boots because he was so scared nigga, he couldn't write down. What he- <laughs> <laughs> this nigga. The, me, me, and uh, my homeboys, we still joke till this day with the the be my victim shit in the parking garage. Hey. <laughs> and I kept going back, just like yo, bro. And then I, I called him. Was like, guess what I'm watching, nigga. Do I know you? No, no, but you doubted me. I'm sorry, I have to go. No need to leave yet. But I'm late. You are not content with the stories, so I was obliged to come. Be my victim. Be my victim. I am the writing on the wall, the whisper in the classroom. Without these things, I am nothing. So now I must shed innocent blood. Come with me. And then um, the beginning of the movie with the music playing. Mm. Um, reason why is because Absol rapped over that same sample on mm. on on um, Long Term Mentality Part Two. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Um, fucking Control System. Control System. Oh. Control. Uh, track number two. Every time I heard the Candyman thing, I kept thinking about Tupac. I ain't mad at you. Hey, I was too. That too. I was almost like, what the fuck? Is this? I was like, this is I ain't mad thought, at you. I thought Soul Food with Faith. I didn't think of the song. I was like, look at Faith, fucking her man. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Did you have any other scenes, Sid? No, it was just um, the be my victim, and then the beginning score of the movie, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Man, I was like, that's where that's from." Right. Yeah, right. that's about it. Um, Rain, favorite scenes. Yeah, what's up? Oh, we doing that? Um, <laughs> honestly, all the ones with Candyman. When he once I realized how fucking poetic this nigga was, mm-hmm. 
all of those things did it for me. Like to be my victim, that, y'all, I, you could laugh, but that shit got me because I was like, I love how the too. fuck did this nigga powers work? Is he like a witch? Like is he <laughs> is he hypnotizing these hoes? But I liked him and Helen. I think they're. I don't know if they're. The power he had over her comes from her being a descendant or being a bitch from back in the day, or if that's just how he his powers work. But I know I think for me it, that I think it's I think it's believing in him is like how that shit works. Like you have to believe in him to make that shit work. Yeah, that's yeah, what I took well, from it. No, I mean I'm with that, but then that also falls apart. Like when he killed the doctor, now, who says mm. that doctor believed him? He's like kill that nigga. But no, but I, I'm willing to suspend belief, you know, or realism for that it didn't pull me out of it mm. but i think um just hearing how eloquently he spoke and how well written his his dialogue was really fucked me up because i was like oh, i'm gonna kill you bitch but like that wasn't him at all and i'm like shit mm. if i actually was able to sit down and process this as a child would i have been so terrified of this goddamn movie because like i mentioned in my tweet thread you could have took every one of his fucking Shakespeare-ass monologues and put them in Love Jones, and they would have worked just fine. Mm. Like, a lot of the shit he was saying was just like, oh, okay, nigga, well, I mean, be immortal. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. yeah, fuck with that nigga. Like, get on a winning team. You want to be around for your husband? Don't give a fuck about you. He got this you fucking soft-ass bitch, Stacey, falling apart when you walk in the room. You want like, to be on the winning team. <laughs> Bro, I'm saying, I'm saying. So that that did it for me. Um, oh my god! <laughs> honestly, every scene, bro, that's yeah, hilarious. God. I'm sorry. Um, Stacy, oh, when Helen walked in that house and she was like, uh, she was paying, <laughs> "That is funny as shit." Like, bitch, what are you doing? Like, I get that you scared of her because you think she killed all these people, but like. What are you doing, sis? Like you got, you got, you can't be the other woman and not be, you know, prepared to throw hands. You cannot get out of my home. Trevor, what's the matter, sweetie? Why did you make another little boo boo? What are you doing here? I live here. Remember. Hospital. Don't touch the phone. What's the matter, Trevor? Scared of something. (laughs) I hate the color scheme. Trevor, wait till I got out before you told me! Helen. You knew I was never coming out, didn't you? I think we should call the hospital. Helen is considered a killer in this shit, though. 
You ain't gonna be scared of a murderer living in her house. No, nigga, because like I said in my tweet thread, if I'm the other woman and I'm fucking with this nigga and his wife is accused of two murders, first of all, I'm leaving your ass. I'm not fucking with you. But two, if we're gonna stay together, nigga, we gotta move. I'm not staying here painting the walls. That's what I'm saying. Like, bitch, what the fuck you mean painting the walls? Who the fuck? This house still know where you live. What do you mean? And then how soon did they move in there? This bitch was gone for like a month. Did you start moving in the next day? Man, Trevor ain't shit. I'm glad he got what was coming to him with his bitch ass. <laughs> Fuck him. Hey, you remember you remember after um Bernadette died and they cut to, to the hospital? Mm-hmm. And she laying in the bed. He got he, he got his <laughs> He got his head in his face like, oh my God, what's happening? Again? No. <laughs> yeah. Again? Yeah. That's why He's I like a kid? This- this movie is not even a horror movie. It's just a cautionary tale to niggas who want to cheat. Because if he hadn't have been, if he hadn't have cheated mm. on his wife yeah. and spent all that time with Stacy, you could have focused more energy on your wife. And mm. like, because when she got hit in the eye and had that big ass, it was he was like, "Cool." I'm like, "You not worried that your wife is in Cabrini Green fucking hanging out with these guys?" Like, if he had to put more energy into his wife mm-hmm. and her thesis and supporting her. We wouldn't have got all this shit. When you cheat on your wife, you end up dead. That's the moral of the story. Don't cheat on your wife and not with no soft bitch like Stacy. I was waiting for her to die. I was so mad when she didn't die, man. I was like, man, this bitch needs to you die. Can't, first of all, Ray, you can't be mad at that girl for being scared. When you got a, a murderer. No. This girl, this, no. Helen supposedly got two murders and you sit here mad because she's scared. She's supposed I, no, to be fam, scared. No, no, no. I, I bet. That, no, fuck that shit. Everybody, listeners, y'all let me know. I don't give a fuck that she's scared of Helen. My thing is, if you know that she was accused of two murders and you believe she killed these people, <laughs> why are you still fucking with this nigga? Why are you moving to her house? That makes no sense. So now you want to cry and fall apart on the ladder? I wish Helen had a whooped her ass with that damn cordless phone. Man. Fuck that. I would have beat her ass in front of um, Trevor. Like, okay, nigga, you want to play games? Yeah, she a little kissy fool. Let's see if her eyes dotted, bitch. What, what the fuck? Was it, was it throwing the paint can enough? No, she just <laughs> threw it at her. What the fuck, man? You, you already got on your side the fact that this bitch is scared, terrified of you. Oh, my God. Aww. Man, I would have snatched that ladder up from her that hole so quick, man. What other scenes did you like? kissy fool? Is everything? Oh, bitch. Oh, puss-ass nigga, you come out here with this fucking... Man, hey, I was really upset, fam, at the end of this movie. Like, this whole get out the hospital... First of... No, no, no. First of all, she risked her life climbing out of a window. Then she goes to the, to the next door over, kills a nurse, takes her clothes, <laughs> runs home to find out it's been a month and this bitch is in your house after a month? I Man, her... Bernadette from um, Soul Food and uh, Homegirl from uh, Dirty John Season 2. Betty, Betty, whatever. Them three motherfuckers, they deserve vindication. (laughs) Any other scenes? There was probably watchable scenes. (laughs) No, man. That's um, that's pretty much it. I love it. it. Oh, no, no. Also... um, (laughs) Uh, Helen waking up covered in blood <laughs> and Mary <laughs> screaming about the baby. That's not funny because the baby was gone, but like that whole scene was chaotic as fuck. Right. I had to rewind that right. shit. Right. Like, what the hell was happening there? That shit was wild, man. 
I think that was all improv. Oh, uh, you ain't about God. to tell me nothing else. Oh, my God. That was good. Uh, okay. Y'all pretty much got the scenes. I only really got three main scenes. This one, you neither one of you guys brought up, but I don't I don't know why I like it. I guess because it's, it's niggerish. When they first go to Cabrini Green, and they're like, hey, mama, what you doing up in here? <laughs> Y'all the police. Y'all just get up out of here. And she, and Bernie's coming up. Right, right. Hey, it was like it was like a scene from the wire, some shit. He's like, hey, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then Bernadette's sitting up here, just like, oh my god, like they think we're the police. And Helen's like, good, they won't mess with us. And Bernadette's shit. like, no, girl, that's bad. <laughs> that's not what, what that means. Shoot him, sis. <laughs> but it was yeah. funny because they was going up the steps, and this man, hey, hey, mama, what's going on? And then it was just like, oh, y'all look like police. And she was like, no. And you was like, y'all, oh, hey, police coming. So I thought that was. <laughs> what I love. I think that's it. Camera. Another scene that I liked that was that was pretty good was when Helen was at dinner and they was telling the story of Candyman. When the white mm-hmm. man was sitting yeah. up there telling that story. And then she kept hearing the, the screams and all that other stuff. But I thought that was a really set. It sets up because, you know, Candyman don't show up until. Really like the second, yeah, like the second half of the movie. Cabrini Green. Candyman country. Well, if you're after the hook man, Helen, you really must read the paper I wrote about him ten years ago. I mean, you do know the story, don't you? No. <laughs> then how are you going to bury me? The legend first appeared in 1890. Candyman was the son of a slave. His father had amassed a considerable fortune from designing a device for the mass producing of shoes after the Civil War. Candyman had been sent to all the best schools and had grown up in polite society. He had a prodigious talent as an artist and was much sought after when it came to the documenting of one's wealth and position in society in a portrait. Well, it was in this latter capacity that he was commissioned by a wealthy landowner to capture his daughter's virginal beauty. Well, of course, they fell deeply in love and she became pregnant. Poor Candyman. Father executed a terrible revenge. He paid a pack of brutal hooligans to do the deed. They chased Candyman through the town to Cabrini Green, where they proceeded to saw off his right hand with a rusty blade. No one came to his aid. But this was just the beginning of his ordeal. Nearby, there was an apiary. Dozens of hives filled with hungry bees. They smashed the hives and stole the honeycomb and smeared it over his prone, naked body. Candyman was stung to death by the bees. They burnt his body on a giant pyre and then scattered his ashes over Cabrini Green. 
Like he ain't even in this movie that much. So setting up, telling the story and setting that up. And then um the same scene, probably my most favorite scene also is the the Be My Victim, the Helen. Helen. Yeah, that could have been a song. When he when he first showed up, that shit was I was like and then he, how he stood there and she was like, Hey, uh hey see his face. Like mm-hmm. they made sure to cut his face out. I thought that was fire. I thought that was a fire ass scene and he 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 gave her the whole speech about being his victim and stuff like that. Um mm-hmm. that's that's probably the best scene and that sets his character up so well like he's set up so good as like this mysterious you know killer and, and the hook and all this oh yeah that was that's my favorite that's my my favorite scene out of the whole movie yeah so i i really enjoyed it okay real quick can we have a really quick conversation about fake candy man and and how he went upside why he went upside <laughs> her head with that listen i don't want to interfere with your business i'm not a cop I'm from the University of Illinois. Um, I'll just get out of your way. Hey, come on, let me go. Look, you're not being very smart. My colleagues know where I am and they're expecting me back. Now let me go. I hear you looking for Candyman, bitch. Well, you found him. Terrible ass. I hate that nigga. I'm Candyman, bitch. There was no reason for him. Like, why did he do that? Why does he have a gang? But why did he? Are they the Are they the candy candy kids? Is the Candyman with the candy kids in the junkyard kids or whatever? Like, he got a whole gang. I'm Candyman, bitch. And then he goes. So I'm thinking he gonna kill her. No, he just swole eye up. What the fuck? He, I was, and his drip was terrible. That chain was so. That was a necklace. Horrible. <laughs> there's, too, fam. there's one thing that I noticed now. Um, that little monologue that he gave, where he said, "I'm the writings on the wall." Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. And they were looking at all of the the graffiti, and then there were certain areas that she kept popping up, and you would see written on the wall, "Sweets to the sweet." Mm-hmm. 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 I still don't understand the significance of that. I want to know more about the the sweets to the sweets. Well, didn't the candy with the razor blades have something to do with that too? That yeah, but it was. I, I feel like there's more to it. Like yeah. The, I knew about that with the the candy and the razor blades, but I just want to know more about that because. Yeah. Hopefully, we get in the new one. Hopefully, yeah. So. Maybe the Candyman game will show up because <laughs> the can, the candy game the candy game. I'm Candyman, oh, bitch. <laughs> Candyman and the Halloween kids. Oh, that's a new Fox cartoon. Fox man, kids. So <laughs> like, like baby's kids animation and shit. I don't know, man. Candyman um, and the, the Halloween kids. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I didn't like that scene. I, I understood like why it was there, what purpose it served. But I was like, man, I know she's looking for this person. And I know that's the name you're using, but like, it's clear that she's not like trying to turn you in. And like, like you said, you didn't kill her; you just knocked her ass out. 
you knocked her out good, man. <laughs> but you knocked her ass out, man. Oh. I, I just I thought it was funny because he had a gang, man. That, that was the only thing that killed. I was like, Katie Man got a gang? What the fuck? I mean, why the fuck not? The, Shit. the Halloween kid. off getting rid of her too. Yeah, exactly. They knock her they down. Some lockdown. Yeah, they knock her down. And they walk out the bathroom and then and that's it. She got a swole eye. It's terrible. Um, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> next category: actor that was actor or actress that's on their way up or down. I'll start this off by saying Vanessa Williams. She did. She had a great career. After, well, yeah, she had a pretty good career after this. She did a lot of TV. Um, she was in prominent roles on TV. I thought she did a very good job in. In this movie, even though her accent was a little wacky to me, her what accent was kind of weird. I was like, are you, is that how Chicagoans talk? I don't know. So that was the only thing that kind of got me. But other than that, I thought Vanessa Williams was pretty good in this movie. I think her career did pretty good after this movie as well. Did y'all have a particular actor that you thought went up or down after this movie? Um. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, I'm joking. Um, if you oh, didn't, ahead, if it, if you didn't, no, that's fine. Well, <laughs> it looked like Bernadette actually had some roles. They weren't great. She was in Gridlocked. Wow. Okay. Um, so I guess she was kind of not up or down. She was kind of stationary. You know, she, <laughs> she waited in the water because she was also in Harriet in 2019. Like, and by you. Fuck was she eats by you? Oh, the director. <laughs> um Cassie Lemons yeah. is her name, by the way. Not, sure. Not Bernadette. Please give give her her props. Her flowers. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with her being regular. Did you have anybody see it? Tony Todd. Mm. To me, and how I look at it, people can look at it differently, but I think the dude has served his purpose. From ninety two forward, like just going into any project, you just know who he is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. the fact that he because not many of them appreciate where they started, but for him to still gloat and and talk about it being his favorite thing that he's done is is dope to me. Mm. Okay, cool. Mm, maybe even Vanessa. Shit, not Vanessa. Um, Virginia, because yeah, like Virginia Madsen. Mm-hmm. Mm. She's in Doom. Well, that's 84. She Prophecy, Operation Christmas Drop, which is like a Netflix thing. But are you picking her? Is that on your picks? I don't know. Fuck her, because this shit, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Next category. I'm so tired of rain today. Next category. I want that damn Oscar. So this has kind of changed, because it used to be the category where we thought people just overacting in the movie. But here in, in the last few episodes, we've actually been picking people who are actually acting pretty good. So I'm going to start with Tony Todd. I think Tony yeah. Todd did an amazing job as Candyman. I think he's awesome in this movie. He's creepy as fuck. He's scary as hell. And he he played the role to the T. I think going back to the point of what Rain said, as far as like he, him being so eloquent and poetic in this movie, mm-hmm. actually made that nigga a whole lot more scary than, oh, for sure. than him mm-hmm. being like, hey, girl, I'm Candyman, bitch. Like, oh. <laughs> yes. that don't work. Um <laughs> I think the way he he spoke in the movie, I think his presence, everything about Tony Todd, um, just I was like, yo, you gotta respect him. You gotta respect it. So I, I think Tony Todd was like probably one of the, the he was his his character, Candyman character was was my favorite. He didn't overact. He played it to the T, and I liked it. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, honestly, I, I would say him, but because you did, I want to uh, pick someone different. Two people who I think really also did well, I think Helen, I think Virginia. I think she did serve her purpose. And if we're looking at TV shows and movies from back then, mm-hmm. she actually did a pretty good job. Um, but the one who I think was like, oh, bitch, I'm going to get an Oscar for this, Stacy. That hoe. Mm-hmm. That hoe was like, <laughs> what is again, with you go and Stacy? Go back to that scene, man, when Helen walked in that damn house and she was like, oh, that bitch <laughs> fell apart. Now she, nah, fam. She was ready for that Oscar. She's ready for all the awards. Oh, my God. Then when, when uh, Trevor was dead at the end and she had that knife, you saw her. No, when he was in the bathroom, she was like, oh, you want to come out and help me cook dinner? And she was mad. I was like, bitch, what the fuck you mad at? Then when she saw him, man, Stacy, hands down. She want that Oscar, fam. I hate you so much. She deserves Let me get her name. Let me, let me scare her. Yeah, look, look at her credits on IMDb. <laughs> Yeah, oh my she, god. Stacey, Stacey, Stacey. <laughs> oh Kevin my Lowry. god. Let's see what Stacy she did. Quantum Leap, okay. Oh. Octopus, Freeze on Friends, Philly, uh, Charmed. Oh my god. Deadly Games, whatever the fuck that is. Her career didn't do anything, but um, yeah, <laughs> I, I think Stacy. Check yeah. Quantum Leap, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she was. That was I'm sorry, my shit. Funny. I'm, so, I'm so dead with um, you. Yeah, but I think I think man, when she fell apart on that ladder, that's so she wanted that fucking Oscar. She wanted that goddamn Oscar. Shit, <laughs> nigga, please tell me I'm wrong. Shit, <laughs> she, she crumbled, bro. bro. From the beginning, she had the best character arc she got with this older man. I want to see the movie from her point of view. Oh like, my god, it's a perfect love rom com, and then all of a sudden, just. Man's wife start killing people. <laughs> Stacy, like one of the murder romance books. No, for real. This is this is this that true crime shit. I'm. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh Sid, did you have anybody? Did you thought did an outstanding job? I mean, well, <laughs> Tony Todd for sure. Already, and then, um, you know what? I'm gonna go with Jake. Oh, see, uh-huh. oh y'all niggas uh-huh. killing me, uh-huh. man. He, but he's the kid. He's he's yep. the kid that's like, hey, you, you saying that Candyman isn't real? Like, mm-hmm. bro, like, are you crazy? Like, come on, he sold it. Yep. Replace Jake with a bomb. That's all I'm saying. Just make mm-hmm. make Jake a crackhead, and, and we get the same story. I also <laughs> think Baby Anthony wanted that. Stop. Option. Stop. Hey, okay. He got his all that crying. Mm-hmm. He, he got a movie. He he got his own movie out of it. But now. no, um, honestly, um, <laughs> Anne Marie, because that scene with her screaming at that crib, Vanessa Williams. Oh yeah, yeah that yeah. shit was wild. I thought the baby was dead. Mm. Yeah, she was. That had to be improv, nigga. She I remember when I was I was little and I thought that was because I didn't really. Pay much, you know. I'm watching. I'm like, he's scary. Oh my god! Mm. But it cuts into that scene out of nowhere. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it had me think. I'm like, damn. Like, did she kill the dog and the baby or whatever? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I remember seeing it when I was little, saying that to myself. Mm-hmm. And then now that I'm watching, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's the, it, okay. Now it adds up the the sequel that we're getting. Mm-hmm. Okay, now it makes sense. Yeah. 
Dope. I thought she killed a baby when I was little. I was like, that's she's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> she has to die. <laughs> um, Clifton Powell sighting. No Clifton Powell in the movie, man. Unfortunately. We we are just we offer. We just know Clifton oh. Powell. I guess he was he was just big in some other time period. Could this be made in twenty twenty one? Uh we getting a reboot, so apparently apparently so. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um could they do it as a as a TV show? Or do you prefer yes. the movie the movie route? TV show. Mm. Rain. Animated series. Stop. Animated in the Hollywood series. Stop. No. Stop. <laughs> no, but honestly, no, no. I think a show, but I do think animated series mm. will work. Yeah, nigga, like we got spawn, nigga. Come on. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But no, no, no. See, yeah, look at you. The wheels is turning. Come on. Yeah, I'm right. That's spawn, t- spawn TV series yeah. is amazing. Yeah, that was that was that's a one of one, man. Yeah, I mean, even look at Gargoyles. It wasn't horror, but it had a lot of dark elements, and it was a dark ass show. Mm. Um, and I think you could probably do more, but well, I don't know, maybe not. But I would say, um, I would say a series. I would say, do it. I would yeah, say do it you? like Luther. No, no, like Luther, because you know Luther. Like British TV, they they fuck up the seasons. Like one season could be three episodes, one could be six, one could be one episode. I would say do it like Luther, so that you can be topical, um, and you can release shit with like um, like you know the shit like with the ocean being on fire now. Like if you wanted to some kind of way incorporate that, like you don't have to wait a whole year and be like, oh okay, here's season two. You could just like do a nice little episode tied into the larger um, arc. And you know, bring that shit in, but mm. yeah, I, I would have made mine an anthology. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Just bits and pieces of the legend of Candyman mm-hmm. leading up. You know, he might appear some episodes. He might not. Or mm, you know, okay, he might be in the background somewhere, and you just didn't see him until like later on in a uh, separate scene or something. Yeah. But yeah, um, I think they should do it like um. I think Netflix would be would be dope, and if they do it like the series that's on there now, the Fear Street, nineteen ninety four, where they're doing it in in different eras, like they're doing nineteen ninety four, they're doing nineteen seventy nine, and then I think they're doing sixteen sixty six. It's a it's an anthology horror series, so they're gonna do that. Um, they're doing that now on Netflix, and I think uh, you could I probably hope do Ken. Good because I plan on watching it. Uh, th- yep. This first the first story so far. Is really good. good. Yeah, it's really good. Is it a good. movie or is it a series? So it's a it's it's R.L. Stein is doing it. Um, mm, the dude who did okay, those Goosebumps. So yeah, it's pretty good. It's got that. It's it's basically Goosebumps re- for adults. Because I remember reading those books Same. in elementary and middle school. So that's why I'm like, I'm worried. I'm like, man, this the first know. one's good, man. The first one's really good. I just, some, yeah, some people telling me it's it's been dope, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll check it out. I can't wait till they do the other two. So, all right, um, <clears throat> change two actors to make the movie better. I'm I'm thinking I'm probably the only person who changed some people. I don't know. You changed Jake, huh? No, Jake don't. In my movie, Jake don't 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 exist. So, <laughs> um, he still got that check though. Sure, Jake can go break dance somewhere. Alright. So I changed oh I might get some flack for this. Come on, nigga. So my first person that I would change, and if you guys didn't change anybody, that's fine. Just say I didn't change anybody. Bern Bernadine or Bernadette or Bernie, whatever her name was. Bernie Mac. Jasmine Guy. 
that's interesting. Jasmine guy. I was Why like, because she, I think she's a good actress. I think it would have been something different from what her role was in a different world. Because I think around about this time, I think a different world was still rolling pretty good. I think it would have been a nice little credit to her, to her, uh, her, her resume. It's just something different. I, the actress who played Bernie on here was was good, but I was like, maybe we could have had like a mid level name. I think Jasmine Guy would have been a mid level name you could put in this movie. Gave it a little bit of, you know, oomph to it. So, mm-hmm. no, I, I think it's a good choice. I, I could see that. I, I think I think I could see that. Yeah, because she's not too. She wasn't too big, but she ain't low level either. Like somebody could be like, oh, that's that's Jasmine Guy from Different World. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's that's Whitley. She in a horror movie. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Come on, nigga. Y'all don't kill me when I say this. But I would recast Candyman. Oh, really? With who? Morgan Freeman as Candyman. I don't know. That nigga old. Uh-uh. Oh, that would have been, <laughs> been amazing. Think How about was he in 92? Like. 65? He he been 82 all his life. <laughs> so, <For real. laughs> so no. But I feel like Morgan Freeman in this role. He could have delivered. He could have made I mean, not taking anything away from Tony Todd. I think Tony Todd is mm-hmm. excellent as Candyman. But think about Morgan Freeman talking Helen. Mm-hmm. Be my like and all those poetic things. Like that shit is just made for Morgan Freeman to be able to act. Cause he can, he's an actor, you know what I'm saying? Like he's an actor. So all of those poetic type of things that he was saying throughout the movie, and and then his, I think his presence would have been just as good. You know what I'm saying? Like I think I think Morgan Freeman would have been pretty good in this in this role as Candyman. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he would have been good. Um, mm. see, it's, oh, you still thinking too? Yeah, I would have the the Candyman bitch. It, it's Candyman bitch. He would have had to been like somebody we known or that we seen before on TV. Mm. Yeah, I didn't. It was just so random. Like, okay, why was that yeah, there right. in the first place? Even though it, you still would have been wondering why the hell did this scene even happen, mm. you could have had somebody that we know. You know, stand in for that scene. Okay. Like, yeah. I'd say, let me see. I, I don't know. I'd probably go for um. Clifton Powell. Oh, that's gonna be. It. <laughs> <laughs> that would have. Clifton no, Powell played that role. I'm Candyman, bitch. I, I would have said like Ving Rhames or something. Mm, I could see that. Hmm. Interesting. Or maybe Tiny Lister, rest in peace. Mm. He too big, bro. Or, um, bruh. or too big. Uh, like Michael I'm talking Clark about, like Duncan. big, like like. Yeah, I mean big bodies. Yeah, yeah, like you should have had a couple of them dudes. Like we, <laughs> that entire place, Cabrini Green. Yeah, should have had more prominent people that we've seen on TV before. I thought, I, I think that would have been cool mm. if they went about doing that. I mean, yeah, those big guys, Michael Clark Duncan or Tiny Lister or. Um, what did I just say? The first one, um, Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames. Mm. One of them three. Tyrese. No, I was um, <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, here, make him be a fat nigga. Um, Uncle Phil. <laughs> this nigga. 
You are. <laughs> he rolling on. He on some. He on drugs tonight. Uh, do you have anybody for recasted Rain? Um. See, that's a I because I I like the movie as is. You yeah. You uh, don't have to change think, anybody. No, I know the rules. No, uh, Bernadine, Bernadette, whatever. I think she could have been uh, replaced only because she was so not boring. She didn't really. She wasn't dynamic enough. I feel like Helen was dynamic. I wouldn't want to replace her. Um, But shit, I'd probably replace her. I would even maybe even replace her with a man. Um, Talk about Bernadette. Yeah. With like maybe a gay man or an Asian man or something, I wouldn't know who. But I think if we're going to like race or gender swap somebody, like I know it's kind of taboo to do it to the black characters, but like she didn't really serve a whole lot of purpose. I feel like she wasn't she didn't make a big impression, um, and she died. So yeah, I would switch her out. I don't know who with, but if I was to switch out anybody, it would be her. Mm. Okay. All right. Oh, I got somebody for Trevor. Oh, this nigga. Who? Who is this? Matt Damon? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Matt Damon wasn't big in the 90s. You got to pick some. Okay, from right. here on out, pick somebody who is from that era, please. Stop getting motherfuckers from 2000 trying to put them back there because that okay. shit don't fit. Um, Negro. Trevor would have been. Um, <laughs> this nigga. Trevor, Trevor would have been. Dennis Quaid for mm. me. Okay. Didn't he go crazy? No, I mean, that's Randy not? Quaid, oh, his brother. Okay. Randy's the one that kind of Yeah. I was like, then that's like that nigga went crazy. So that Independence Day kind of brought some shit into fruition. It, it was it spoke on some things before it happened. Right. Because right. he played the crazy guy. Right. Mm. Okay. That makes sense. Um, there's no soundtrack to to listen to, so the soundtrack didn't slap. So, um, shit. <laughs> I think they really had no soundtrack. <laughs> that shit was shit fire, bro. <laughs> uh, I ain't mad at you. The remix. Um, I really don't think Widow's Peak applies to this movie because I think a lot of people was just getting started in this movie. The only person that was probably super established was like Virginia Madison. So I don't think Widow's Peak really applies to this movie. I don't, do y'all feel the same way or, or no? Because I feel like a lot of people were just getting started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can agree. Because this is kind of like I feel like an indie film, but yeah. Yeah, $6 million, this, that's a small budget for, for a movie like this. So. Yeah, for Most important here it is. A all the the end all be all of the categories. Who won the movie? See it. Who won the movie? Who won the movie? Um, uh, you know, <laughs> it's Candyman, bitch. <laughs> like that right there, man. Because it's it's not meant to be funny, but at the same time, I got a kick is. out of it. And I kept laughing at. I'm like, why did this happen? Like, he could have easily killed her and got rid of her. He just, I'm gonna just knock you upside your head and leave you. Oh, you talking about fake Candyman won the movie? Yes. Yeah, fake Candyman. <laughs> Candyman and the Halloween. And the Halloween kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh my. It's like he came in all sinister. Then them dudes spread out like a damn collage or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Oh my god. So shit about to pop. I agree. Um Rain, who won the movie, Stacey? man? She did win. I didn't even think a, about that. She got the man. She got this other girl's man. She got the house. Oh. You know, she got good grades because she was fucking the, uh, the, professor? the professor. And she is the victim because she was, um, and he's in a position of authority. So I'm not going to you know jump on her for that. Um, she also got out this motherfucker alive. Mm. They married now. So that is her house. I don't know she, why she would keep it. But, you wow. know, so, I, you know, hey, homegirl <laughs> won the movie. She got out alive. Yes, she down one husband, but like, sis, you good. You passed that class. I'm assuming that they're going to give you some time off of school because the professor, mar- yeah, she won. <laughs> Stacey won. And she don't live in Cabrini Green. Like, come on. She live on the good side so, of Chicago. Shit, a Lincoln. Real quick. So, did, is she going to get blamed for murdering her husband, possibly? I thought that's what I felt like they were going to do. But she didn't, but her knife wasn't bloody. Like, all the times that shit happened to Helen, she was covered in blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, bitch, you did this. But Stacy was just screaming at the door. Right. And she had that knife in her hand. So, I don't think so. She, she might have got away like with it. Yeah, yeah. I would have ran the fuck up out that Or did Helen set it up to make it look like Trevor killed himself? Oh, no. He could not. The way he was ripped open. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, in the sense, I don't know. They would have come up with some wild shit to write, mm. write down. Mm. Yeah, but Stacy won, um, man. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. I don't know. I didn't even look at it that way. Stacy won, fam. I'm trying to tell you. I, I agree she with was you. Able to show her acting chops on that ladder. <laughs> Come on, fam. You in this ladder, bro? Hey, go back and rewatch that scene. <laughs> okay, guys. Since you guys are being funny, look, Candyman, the real Candyman, won the movie. Oh, Candyman won the movie. I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. Of course, he did. That, that's. I don't me, know any black person. I don't know any black person that can stand in the in the mirror and say his name five times. He won. Shit, I wouldn't. Oh no, I, I still do don't. Shit, See? Yeah. See what I'm saying? I do that shit right now. Forever embroiled in, in, in your brain. Yeah. Tony Todd played the hell out of this character. Candyman is uh is in the black community a respected horror film icon. And mm-hmm. you just can't talk about black. You can't talk about black horror movies without bringing this movie up. Yeah, you honestly, you're not really, you shouldn't be talking about horror movies without talking about this horror movie. Very good movie, very well played. Everything worked. It was just a low budget movie, so I got to give it to Candyman. I feel like Candyman won the movie. So there you have it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> I think I, I ain't gonna lie to you. Your your pick rain was actually made a lot of sense. <laughs> A shit to I, mean, the I told you I don't like that bitch, but she won. Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't like that hoe. Well, that's it, guys. This is we have set up here and we have broken down and talked about Candyman. Uh, Sid, go ahead and push your product real quick. <laughs> yep. So I got a podcast that drops every Wednesday and Thursday. <laughs> Which is the Social Introvert Podcast. It's exclusive. <laughs> Stop, Ray. Bro. I'm trying not to laugh. Bro. It's exclusive. You can listen to it exclusively on bynkradio.net forward slash podcast and wherever else you like to uh, stream your podcast. I'm part of the BYK, Radio, uh, BYK Podcast Network. Rain Coleman. What's up, man? Tell him, tell him, give him your stuff. 
I, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> um, if you have the soliloquy of the abundance to get into the knowing of, now hit me up, uh, Carefree Blurred on Twitter, Carefree Black Nerd everywhere else. Uh, got my own podcast, Carefree Black Nerd, you know what I'm saying? Talk all that nerd shit to you and shit, whisper in your ear. Um, and this is also a BYNK radio production. Um, you know, we got a motherfucking, uh, Brown paper bag boy, uh, cold Khaled looking ass nigga over here. You know what I'm saying? Help me out with the hits. So check out that shit, you know? And, uh, I hate you so. Yeah. What's up, Cole? What about you, man? Where can they find you? Everybody, I look, guess, look, guys, I we're all part of the BYK podcast network. Make sure you guys, you check out these guys' individual podcasts. I will put, since they want to give you their social medias, because I was hoping they would know to do that on their own. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll put it in the notes Damn. because. Hey. Okay, you okay, right? Okay, because that was a part of it. You know, people want to follow you. Anyway, so if you guys want to get it, get it, get it, get at me, you can hit me on Twitter at Cole Jackson one two, or you can hit me on Instagram at Cole Jackson underscore bynk. Um, this was a great conversation. I am so glad that we had the podcast family together to do this. Um, we may have to do a bonus episode because that, that, hey. that Will Smith conversation was amazing. And, I, and we, hey. so, so listeners, you may get a, you may get a bonus episode this season. I'll check with the other two guys and see what we can do with this. Um, but thank you guys for joining us for another episode of We Watch This. Sid, thank you for joining us. Rain, you already know what it is. And uh, we will catch you guys next week. Peace out. Right here, the radio. radio.